Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are talking about the Destiny 2 raid. But wait, Chris. Mm. Weren't we supposed to have reviewed some other movie? We were. Seemingly some sequel to a old cult classic. We were supposed to review Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. But alas. Alas. I'd find no one able to come to the movie with me and review it with me. So, Brownie face. In, in lieu of me sitting here and babbling on about it. And discussing it with me, having not seen the movie, because I, I had to work today. I probably would have even done that. I probably would have just talked about it, and I don't know how fun that is. I mean, like, I would have asked questions. I would have basically had you, you know, like... Yeah, but that's no fun. I don't Reveal I don't, the I don't, entire movie. I don't you really know? like having conversations with people who haven't seen movies yet. I totally get it. I totally get it. Like... Like there is just I, like in my opinion, I'm like this is a pointless conversation, right? Until they actually see the piece of work that we're talking about. Correct. So yeah. in lieu of all of that, so yep. we don't put you guys through that. Yeah. We decided to delay the review for Blade Runner 2049 by until a week. yeah until, by, by a week, right? Yeah. By what, a week. what do we have next week? I don't, I don't think do we anything. have anything on the docket unless something else is more important than that. Yeah. I think I think the only thing we had was uh, potentially Batman, but yeah, I'm mean, I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. So. I don't know if I will even have so time you know to we'll play get to, it. we'll get so, to it. Yeah, 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 it'll happen eventually. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I that yeah, that's the uh, the topic next week. So. Okay. We promise it's coming next week. Yeah. I apologize. I haven't prepared for it, John. Yeah. Last night. Really? I went uh, with my friend George to see the original Blade Runner in the Big D in Franklin. The final cut? The final cut. The like Harrison approved Harrison Ford approved cut? No, that's it's the Ridley Scott approved cut. Okay. Well, and Harrison Ford. I mean, they took out things that Harrison didn't like about the original. Right. You know there's seven versions. I know. There's so many versions. That's why I was confirming which version it was. Yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the final cut, which I think is the best one. Like um it uh it takes out the wonky um voiceover by oh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um it adds in like that dream sequence with the unicorn. That wasn't in no, that wasn't in the. Uh, that wasn't I think in the first version that I saw had that one in it. Well, then you must have seen the final cut. I mean, the final cut came out in like '92. So. Okay, so I think I probably saw the final cut. And yeah. So that's the only one that I really know. The first one I watched, <laughs> I watched in a in a film class, and we watched the theatrical version. And then I think hmm. then I think at some point, um, I w- ended up watching the director's cut. Okay, and that may be where the the unicorn came from. I don't know. I just know it wasn't in the theatrical. And, yeah, and then. Um, and then I don't know that I actually no I because I own the final cut anyway whatever it's so confused it's just a web <laughs> a web of releases well I no wa- movie should have seven versions what movie should have seven versions no movie oh I thought you said do you know what movie should no, have I seven said versions no version should have seven so ver- versions. I agree with that Chris I, but if there was a movie that had to have seven versions what movie would it be that's that's a, like a good question no movie like if you had to just give a movie I don't seven no, versions I don't want seven okay. versions yeah, it's I don't too even confusing. like the fact that there's two versions of Star Wars I don't like the version yeah I don't like the fact that there's two versions of Star Wars there's, there's only three versions yeah I think you, there's three because they uh, they uh, they did they have to redo the effects whenever they made the blu-rays mm. i don't remember but like there's a there's a version of remember the okay there's the hangar version of jabba yeah okay i think it was redone for another release like what you know whenever like so at first it so wasn't, they that redid wasn't in the, the graphic wasn't like in the, movie, the, the cg and then lucas added it in right and then it's been try to pull it up 
pull up like a be like two versions of Jabba hangar scene Star Wars. Ah, okay, okay, here we go. Or Jabba hangar scene Star Wars two versions. Jabba hangar scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, scene two versions. Yeah. Two versions. See if there's uh, two different versions. Like here. a YouTube video with like the or two just versions like a side, side by side, side or maybe something. an image or something like that. Pretty sure I've seen this. Mm, interesting. Yes, there is. Yes. There's a 1997 <laughs> version, right? And then there's a 2011 version. Yeah, that's or with the Blu-rays, right? Yeah, looks like. And then like the graphics are drastically different. I know. Like I, I don't, the same. The new one, I don't even remember seeing. That's nuts, bro. I mean, have you watched the Blu-rays? They, I, they, I, have, I the, have not. I, I have, have not. the Blu-rays. They have massively up, upgraded those graphics between 1997. Yeah, and because I think that like originally the graphics were all they like were they weren't in HD. They were made for DVD, and they and, looked bad. And they looked bad. So then they had to redo them all, probably for the uh, the the Blu-ray release. So Star Wars has three versions. Worst CG we've ever seen in a movie. I feel like that's a topic for another day, but I have one in my brain. And I'm not sure what we need to do, like if we need to like frame this as in like theatrical uh, movie, or if it needs to be just that yeah, we've because ever well, seen. And like, we're, like, what era are we talking about? Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. You know? that's true. Because you got to almost do it by like a decade. Uh, if I'm going to call out a a, uh, we should have an award at the okay. end of the year where we have yeah, the we worst should. graphics we should, that we've we, seen. We should do that. We should at do the like, end of the wor- uh, year. Yeah, we, we should, should do a worst of the year. Like we'll we have a best of show of the year. and we'll do a worst of show. I love that. I love it. It's great. Um, I need to start watching a lot more terrible things. I mean, I feel like uh, I need to start like thinking about what would because like there's there's degrees of bad. I mean, we need to go see Geostorm. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Just, uh, you know, it's probably in the running. <laughs> I, I uh, but I'm excited. Like you were excited for that movie whenever you first. Yeah, saw definitely it. excited. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't say it wasn't excited. I love disaster <laughs> movies. We all know this. I'm going to go watch it. It's, it's going to be terrible. It's gonna be and I'm going to walk out and I'm going to love it. Yeah, of course. San Andreas, phenomenal movie. <laughs> phenomenal movie. I don't know if phenomenal is the right word. Phenomenal movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in that movie that I, I don't like. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the worst of, uh, worst, worst of show. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, what are we? Oh, three different versions of Star Wars. That's oh, right. No, okay. So if we're gonna, if I'm gonna throw out like, okay, the the piece of media, let's say that that I think was ruined by poor CG. Oh man, it's the ears. Oh yeah, that's the one I was gonna go to. Yeah. Like the, I loved that miniseries. It was, it was a miniseries, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it was like it was either a really long movie, and I perceived it to be way no. longer because I was a child. We or watched it like it was like multiple of, yeah. days of like watching it. I think it was like we should look that up. Was this a TV mm-hmm. movie or a miniseries? Well, because like it uh, originally, I perceived as a child, I perceived it to be a movie, movie, right? But it was really like a miniseries, right? And it's like I literally just sat there all day and watched <laughs> it and it too in the same day. Yeah. I don't know how that was possible as a child. So, um, yeah, the Langoliers, like, you go through this thing and you're just like, you know, by the end you're frightened out of your mind. You know, like, you know, people are going crazy. Um, there's this, like, this droning noise coming. TV miniseries. So, let me see. How many, how many episodes? Uh, oh, how long man. was it? 
IMDb gives it a 6.1 out of 10. That's not that's not a bad I mean, score. I would, that's, I would say that's, that's not about bad. Right. That's about that's, that's a, about I would right. give it about a, you know about that's the that. thing. About like, a I, mean, six. I, I thought it was great. I oh, mean, yeah. I haven't watched it recently, but uh, it probably doesn't hold up at all. I thought it was great. I'm sure it holds up. I'm sure the end doesn't hold up. Oh, the end. Is I mean, but, but it didn't hold up then. No, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> Whenever they showed up, you're like, that's what we're scared of. That's we're, dumb. We were freaked out by that. No, um, I'm we trying to figure out how many episodes there were. We're never freaked out by it. Oh, we're freaked out by the, the thought of them. Like, well, like our, the trees in that were case, moving. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this works as a book because my imagination just comes up with this crazy stuff. Right. Whenever like it shows up on screen, I'm like, I'm not scared of this at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and then I think it was only two episodes. It looks like. Okay. So. Yeah, the entire cast, everyone, it has how many episodes they were in, right? And it just says two episodes for everyone. So it's probably like a two two-hour episode or two two-hour-long episodes. Yeah, maybe? so it's probably like a, a two-hour movie, basically. Yeah, I bet like, you if you stitch it together, a TV it's movie. basically a movie. <laughs> I bet you it like aired like one day and then the next day. Does it not say like, on there running time? Uh, not on IMDb. Oh, actually, yeah, it does. 180 minutes. Okay, so three so, hours. So three hours. Um, that's a miniseries. I feel like it's a legit. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's a long movie. <laughs> it's a real long movie, which honestly, that's how long uh, Blade Runner's uh, twenty forty nine is yeah. almost that yeah. long. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that movie, dude, because like the trees are moving, Lost style, mm-hmm. and everything. Lost was one where like whenever you finally did see the smoke monster, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed, but it's like it wasn't what I expected, and that was like the, I feel like that was the proper way that it the Langoliers would have ended like where it's like oh man this thing comes out of the trees and you're like that's not what i expected and it's still cool yeah you know and it has this layer of mystery still they should remake smoke is like remake the langoliers yeah it worked yeah they remade it let's remake the langoliers really well did you see it not yet okay i thought like last week you mentioned that you might see it i know i have all these grand plans to go see movies chris i have a lot of grand plans but this week what did you do Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that was the weirdest segue yeah. possible. So last, How let's, awkward let's, can let's I go make back this? to last. Did I? T- did we talk about? Mm, hang on. <laughs> last week, I think we talked about the fact that I took kind of a break from Destiny, where yeah. I was like, okay, let's ha- hold off. I broke that <laughs> break that fast on the week over the weekend. Nice. I ran through the entire campaign with my warlock. Boom. And dude, that's a long time. Got him up to level two ninety. Like almost immediately, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Like so, basically, like once you hit level twenty, you can not only move over your um, weapons from your other character, you can bring over the exotic uh, armor that you've bought from Zer. Oh yeah, that's right. Over the past three weeks, yeah, that's or, right. Like that's what I did. Yeah, and so, and I don't think I think whenever it, it factors all that stuff, it doesn't like pull because you can't equip all that all at once. So it doesn't. Right. It doesn't say well in all of these slots they have two seventy armor or whatever, but in one of them, whichever one it's equipped in, yeah, it will like pull, and that's it, it pulls the average up, which is pulls the average crazy. up. And so anyway, honestly, within an hour after hitting level twenty, I was level two ninety. <laughs> It's awesome, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's like you. And I, all I was doing is sitting there rocking. Like I, what I was, I was. Uh, um, you have to rock a bunch of public events to get your third subclass anyway. Right. All I was doing, all I did in that hour was rock a bunch of public events to get your my uh, third subclass mm-hmm. um, available. Yeah. And I was two ninety. Well, I mean, the majority of like any armor you get, chances are it's higher than the level you have equipped. Yeah. You know, at, at yeah. that level, and so like it's easy to get up that high. I'm at the point with two of my characters. I need to start the third. Uh, whenever we finally get the move done and everything calms down, I'll, I'll start my third and get that one up there um i'm I'm assuming that the third will go even faster yeah um but i've pretty much maxed out one of my other characters i'm at 30 
four with nice. my Titan. So nice. like it's I'm very, very close due to the raid, which we'll talk about in a yeah. little bit. I'm still rocking my way through last season, the the like last year's last season the last season of Bob's Burgers yep. um, on Hulu and uh, trying to get to, like I think, the first episode of this season's out. Yeah, it is out. And so uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm trying to get through all that, watching through. Um, I'm actually keeping up to date with South Park, this season of South Park. Nice. Um, it's it's okay. Like, it's not... I mean, I, th- I feel like, you know, ebbs and flows. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. So it's like, yeah, cool. Whenever you're on television for as long as South Park is, though, I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, even even the I'm not disappointed uh, by it. Yeah. Well, even like the the lower episodes, the ones that aren't like mind blowingly crazy, like they're yeah. still really good. So. Yeah. Um, the let's see here. Um, I. Uh, I've been going back through. So I finished Ballers. With The Rock, that nice. show. Um, or the, uh, the 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 second season, third season, whatever it was. The, I don't the, even know how many seasons it's been. Season. Like think, two seasons? I think this is the second season. That was the second season, yeah. Dude, there's a scene in the last episode that's honestly the my favorite scene in the entire series so far. Cool. And uh, not only is the cinematography great, um, it just like it's just a really, really cool scene. So um, spoilers for a second. You think? Should I'm spoil fine. It? Okay. So um, skip forward if you want to know, but like, so like the, basically the gang, they're all going into, there's four of them. It's, it's, uh, um, the rock and, um, three other guys, two investors and, and his partner, they're going to go into this, uh, board meeting uh, for the, uh, like the heads of the NFL to pitch, um, basically, uh, keeping the Raiders in, uh, San Francisco. And so it starts off and they're like, the camera's kind of like faced, like from looking from the door that they're about to go into. So they're pacing back and forth, looking at the door and like kind of walking around the room. But while mm. they're talking and it's so like there, but there visually, there's never a space that is not filled in this room in terms of like, there's a person in it. That's and cool. whoever's talking is forward at all times. Like is they're walking forward or is in the front. And, but it's not like it's weird. It's just like very blocked and, and staged very, very well. Um, so super, super cool, cool and super cool dialogue, you know, and they go in and is it a one shot? Like it's a it's a one take kind of a thing. The whole or? scene isn't one shot, but there's very long shots in this. Cool, that's always fun. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's funny because like this is, I would say this is like a comedy drama. Yeah. Um, and a dramedy, and uh, <laughs> and so, but like, there's nothing really funny about this scene. This mm. is probably like the most serious this uh, series has ever been. So anyway, they they're like they're, you know, talking about their plan going in. They go in. They you know. Really like they uh, they give this impassioned speech to the NFL. They p- pull open the the shades and they have like they've um, um, uh, organized like a ton of fans down there. Like just like the chan- like, guy with that you met earlier. Like uh, there's this this normal guy who was driving the rock around who works for the Raiders um, and and like lives like he's like connected to the city kind of like kind of stuff. Like he's like the man of the people <laughs> and uh, he's got a bullhorn and they're all chanting, you know, keep the Raiders in um, San Francisco. Nice. And it was super emotional and nice. super cool. Great scene. Like uh, there's some like, you know, some people who don't want them to succeed that are in the room. And so like that like source of conflicts is really cool. It was just awesome. a cool, it was, it was a cool scene. Like I, I, I like it whenever things like that. And it, it's the kind of scene that I feel like only happens or can only happen um, in television, where it's right. like they've been building to this scene 
for nine episodes up to yep. this point and everything planting all these little seeds yeah. that like eventually like culminate to this one moment yep. that's cool and because and like you don't expect that dude to be out there with a ton of fans but you ran into him three episodes ago or whatever and like you know it's all these little things that are kind of coming you know to one point I love super that super cool yeah. super cool dude so something I didn't expect from that series yeah I mean like and, and Whenever that started, like I didn't know what to expect from it. I haven't yeah. watched. I haven't watched it. So like you're making me basically want to watch it. Now. <laughs> um, it's a good. It's a good. It's yeah. a good uh, show. Like, um, and they deal with like it's. They deal with some some uh, some things like you know they deal with like head injuries and like mm. you know uh, bipolar. Like some of the one of the players is like bipolar and just found out. You know like and dealing with like uh, you know. Like parental like issues, like you know, some of the, some of the guys like either become fathers during this show, or like one of them like got re re uh, united with his father, never knew his father, that kind of stuff. Like it's it's interesting cool. the stuff that they touch on in the show, while not like taking the the show itself too seriously, you know? Right. Well, I mean, and like, and that's nice with with a show like that that like it, other shows can make those types of things like the thing that the show is like hinged on or about or like the season of television about this or like whatever so like i like the idea like you're throwing out like oh these all these different things yeah and it's like i like shows that deal with multiple issues and multiple things going on where it's not just like one big theme per 20 some odd episodes where it's like hey this is a solid like eight episodes with multiple things we're dealing with this at a time yeah super cool man um been watching through silicon valley a little bit that's, um, and then uh, I started reading the Skin and Earth comic yeah. by Lights. Yeah. So her album came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're going to go see her in concert tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. And so along with the album Skin and Earth, she wrote this comic. It's six issues, a six-issue miniseries, and each um, issue corresponds to like two of the songs. A Interesting. Piece, two or three of the songs. That's cool. And you know, like you listen to the I album. I knew that was the case, but like I didn't like I, I guess I didn't put it together that it was like that, yeah. each, that it was as long as that. Well they that, well they she put uh she posted on, on Instagram like this map basically of which cool songs each issue relates to. I'll have to go back. And sometimes it's as like apparent as like, well this dialogue is obviously in this song. Mm. Or sometimes it's it's just like seems like the the vibe of this song would be the vibe of this scene. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so so far I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm kind of bummed out. I, can't, I I like to binge read things. I wish they were just all out at mm. the drop. Like at the are drop you, of. Are the, you doing them digitally or are you doing them physically? So um, since I quit the comic shop, as we all know. <laughs> Last year sometime. Yeah, last year sometime, whatever that was. Was that even last year? Was it two years ago? 50-some-odd episodes ago. Yeah. Um, I, I don't subscribe to anything. I thought about getting them off of her site, and I was like, I kind of just want to wait for a graphic novel when it comes out. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. the single issues of these. Yeah. Other than, like, I was like, well, man, that actually would have been cool to get her to sign one uh, at the show tomorrow. I actually have uh, two issues oh, that I picked up while we were in St. Louis a couple weeks ago. I knew. Um, it's the same issue, but they're variant covers. Um, can I buy one off of you? Maybe, um, you maybe fifty dollars potentially. <laughs> <laughs> potentially, um, but I didn't even think about signing them. So like, that's a that's an incredible idea. Um, so anyway, uh, I I really enjoy it. I can't wait for the rest of them. The next one comes out next week. Super cool. Issue four. 
Um, so everybody should check it out, but check also check out the album. Yeah, right? definitely. Is this something where like you have to like the album to no. like the comic no. or like the comic? So like you know, obviously. Like, the, I think the they just they, they really just complement each other. It's cool. not a, like either or, and you you don't like if you listen to the to the uh, to the album, you're not like I think there's probably a comic book that goes along with this. <laughs> yeah, of course not. No, or yeah. like and and I don't even know that whenever I listen to the to the album that I feel like she's telling a story from beginning to end. No. Um, but whenever you like start, you know, like you put them together, they just really complement each other, you know, Super like, cool. especially with what, like I was saying, the vibe of like what's happening. And then some, like some of the dialogue and thoughts and stuff like that is like, you know, the dialogue and her thoughts in the, in the comic. So it's just like, very cool. Yeah. I love it. Dude, that album is, uh, it's on the short list it's of killer. John's favorite albums of, of 2017. Me too. Like it, I mean, right now I feel like it would take a lot to 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 take it off of the the top yeah. of my list right now. So yeah. it's a really good album. That's awesome. Skin and Earth. That's all I've been up to. What have you been up to this week? So <laughs> not a whole lot. I've been packing, as you can tell. Like there's no more figures up yeah. on that shelf, and there's only like a few knickknacks here and there. I, I've kept some of it up because I'm gonna have to be working, and so it's like, well, I want the vibe. Want the want the want the cool cool fun vibe of my studio to remain until I move everything, but um, I have uh, I have packed up a lot. But mm. I have also in that interim time been playing a little bit of SteamWorld Dig Two, which I mm. talked about a little bit on the podcast. Was that last week? Would that have been last week? It mm. probably was two weeks ago. Maybe I don't know. Maybe where it was on the list of like things where I'm like, oh, I really want to play this game or whatever, and it's really worked out too because that game is like perfect for like short periods of time of like being able to just play it a little bit, get some progress and then like put it down. Yeah. Um, and so it's also good on the go. So like whenever I've been like in the car, short car trip, whatever, it's like, okay, cool. I can like just play a, play a little bit of this, uh, if I'm not driving that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, but the game, what the game is, it's a, uh, it's kind of like a steampunk Western ish world. And so, um, you are Dorothy dot, uh, a little robot that is uh, looking for her friend, Clive, who is the hero of the first SeamWorld dig. Mm. Don't really need to play that game at all to understand what's going on here. In fact, I have had moments where I'm like, oh, man, if I had played the previous <laughs> game, that part wouldn't have been nearly as cool. Yeah. Um, and so like, what you do is you go into the town, and you're like, oh, can I find him? And you have to go look for him. They're like, oh, we saw him go into this mine. And so you go into the mine, and you dig deeper, and uh, and your light goes out. And you have to go back up to the surface to recharge your light via the solar power. And then you have to – so you go down, and you get, uh, you get like jewels and gold and things like that to come back up and sell to upgrade your gear to go down farther and be stronger. Within that – there are little challenge uh, mines where you like go into a doorway, find a, a, a old doorway, and you go in there, and it's like all about um, specific enemies, and it's like oh, you have to get through this really cool kind of uh, platforming and and like timing based kind of challenge. Mm-hmm to get a reward to then take back up to the town and like upgrade your character even further. Mm -hmm. Um, Super fun so far. Like I, I'm not sure how far I am through the game, um, but the discovering aspect of it where like you're down there and it's like all of a sudden you're in a cave and it's like, what the heck is this? This is unlike anything I've seen so far is really fun. Very cool. Nice. Kind of has that kind of a Metroidvania kind of a platformer or thing. So it scratches that itch for me as well. So very, very cool. And uh, also, the map, as you discover the map, it gets mm. it adds to it, and mm-hmm. so it's everything is black at first, like yeah. on your map, and it's just like all blacked out. And then it, each each little section that you discover, you discover all these different little pixels on, on the map, and it yeah. almost looks like uh, the old uh, 
like Wolfenstein maps that I think we used to have. Like whenever we would like, <laughs> you look it up online and it's this really terrible, like it looks like it was done in paint right. kind of a map. Yeah, it was um, definitely done in paint. Yeah. And so like, it looks like kind of like that where it's like, the, oh, so there's basically tiny little pixels on this map and you just discover more. And so I, uncovering the map is, nice. is a pretty big reward for me anyway. Cause I'm like, oh man, it's like one of those, one of those scratch off things was like, oh, I want to uncover this entire picture here. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's so far I'm having a really good time with it. It's really good for like small five minute little jaunts because like you go down to the mine, get some stuff, come back up, sell it to the dude. And then you go back into the mine, <laughs> get some stuff, die. Mm. Bummer. <laughs> so yeah, it's really fun. I, I've been enjoying that one. That's awesome. Um, something else that we did, we saw the creators of Phineas and Ferb mm. play a concert live. Oh, fin- they were playing Phineas and Ferb songs. That's awesome. Um, it was at the Mule Town Music Festival in uh, Columbia, Tennessee. Which is a weird place. It's a very strange. It's like it's a, it's like. <sighs> 45 minutes from our house like i mean it's way kind of it's kind of way out there yeah it's south of nashville and uh and so it's just a really strange place for them to have a show just a one-off kind of random show they said the only other time that they've done where do they live uh, california la yeah i mean like they're they're out there like they flew who whoever did the festival which we actually met him he was a really nice guy's name is rick and uh and put on the festival he 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 used to be neighbors with with swampy and uh and he asked him, called him, and was like, hey, we're doing this music festival. Yeah. You want to come to Franklin's it? Franklin's not that, like, because so so we just had the Pilgrim's Music Festival, which is Justin Timberlake's music festival that yeah. he puts on every year. And, like, that's in Franklin, which is just north of of uh, Columbia. But it's weird that, you know, it's just like that. It's so far out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is odd that this would happen here. Well, I think, like, and so I think they're trying to, like, build up more of the Oh, yeah, Columbia is definitely a community. growing opportunity, yeah, for sure. And so I think, like, that's, you know, that's the thing. It's just if, for anybody coming from Nashville, it's very – I don't know how many people did that. I don't think yeah. very many people probably came it's, from it's very Nashville. Rural. It. It's very rural. Um, and so we went down there for that show. Two-hour-long show, super fun. That's and awesome. uh, they the, the coolest part – was that they would talk about like the songs and talk about like stories that they had from the writing room and from you know pitching things to executives and stuff like that in between each song, and so that was incredibly fun. It was also incredibly fun to hear um, uh, da- Dan Pavenmeyer is the voice of uh, Doofenshmirtz, mm. and so to hear him sing songs as Doofenshmirtz, like to sing <laughs> Doofenshmirtz, and, and just be like that is amazing to watch a person sing as Doofenshmirtz. That's amazing. Um, and so yeah, and then then uh, Swampy is a is the voice of Major Monogram. So like they had you know moments where they would talk back and forth to each other as Doofenshmirtz and Major Monogram and stuff. And they they uh, they there was one story specifically that I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that that was what that was. Um, they used to do episodes, right, and do songs for episodes of. Rocco's Modern Life, which is awesome, which is amazing. Like I had no idea um, that, and so back in the day, we would watch Rocco's Modern Life, and and uh, there was a musical episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, they my favorite did, episode. They did the musical episode. That's awesome. Um, and they were telling the story where like the creator, they would always do songs on the episodes that they would write, and the creator was like. Uh, come on guys the songs they're really hard to do <laughs> the production of a song because you have to produce the the song and then you have to time everything to the song and you have to edit everything to the you know and so like yeah, everything yeah, yeah. like it, those sequences are some of the hardest sequences and uh and he's like that's it gets really hard you know it's like what if i give you guys a musical episode will you promise to never write another song for Rocco's modern life never do another one and they were like 
Yes. And so then they <laughs> did the musical episode, which was which is awesome, all about recycling, I think was the yeah, main, yeah. main thing. And like, because he wakes up, Rocco wakes up, and the the entire sing song uh, town breaks out into uh, the song "Spring Cleaning." Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's the great big angry mob song. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite song. My favorite song is the great big angry mob, and you can't fight City Hall. <laughs> so it's, good. The, it's the same same tune, just different words. <laughs> just different words. <laughs> and I love I love the entire conceit of like, or the the joke, the ongoing joke through that episode was that Rocco missed all of the rehearsals. <laughs> right. Like they're like, didn't you come to the rehearsals? He's like, there were rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyway, so they had done, they did that show, and obviously after that. The next show they did after that for Rocco's Modern Life, they came in and they go, and here's the song. And the creator was like, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so they, uh, Phineas and Ferb, man, it was it was super fun to, to see them and that sort of thing. They have Milo, Milo Murphy's Laws, the, the episode uh, or the show that they're currently doing, which they're actually going to do a crossover with uh, Phineas and Ferb Ooh. next season. That's awesome. So yeah, anyway. that's cool. Um, so yeah, we went to that concert. That was a that was a good time. That's cool. Is there anything else I've been up to this week, Chris? I have one more thing. If you don't have Ooh, one, you do your thing, and I'll see if I have anything okay. else. I totally forgot, John. Last Friday, we both went and picked up the SNES Classic. Oh my gosh! Yes. Should that have been what we talked about this week? Should uh, that be our main topic? I haven't played it though. You've played oh, it. You have a. You bought it, bro. It's sitting out there. It's still in the bag from GameStop. What kind or of not travesty GameStop, sorry, is this? Target. Um, it's a travesty Who of like. Are you the only gaming time that I had this week for like whatever was the raid? So. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, whenever you dive into it, we'll review it. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be probably the the other house. Uh, All right. Most likely, unless I Fine. find some time next week, then I'll I'll plug it up. I, uh, there's some games on there I really want to play. So yeah, like uh, so I played the SNES Classic. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's awesome. Like, um, it's everything you remember from the SNS classic. What's, what's funny is, um, so all these games were made to play on like a CRT TV. Yeah. And, or C, wait. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, the old school tube TV. So whenever you, you're looking at one of those screens, you can see tiny little bitty lines running yeah. across them. What's weird whenever you plug this up is like, well, you're obviously your TV has no tiny little lines. Yeah. But you can s- turn on the like mode that simulates them. Interesting. Um, and it actually, like to me, like that looks better than just the clean HD look. Cause there's no HD. They're, they didn't like upres the textures. Like there's no textures. Right. This is, you know, what, 64 bit? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's even different than like whenever you have. Uh, Sonic Mania, yeah. and you're like, this is a 2D Sonic? This is, no. This is before that. <laughs> yeah. And everything looks a little different. Um, it's easier for me to, like, play it whenever I have that, like, s- that simulation on. Like, interesting. That, like, That's filter. really weird. That's really an interesting, like, psychological kind of thing. I'm going to have to uh, pay attention whenever you do it. Because, yeah. techn- like, I mean, supposedly... Well, for the longest time, I was like, this looks really weird. Why does this look so weird? Supposedly, there's, like, a pixel-perfect mode. Um, and, like, and that's the, like, kind of... I think it might that's be what, the standard that's mode. The sta- yeah, that's the, the regular. And it's supposed to look, like, really good on your, like, new TV and stuff. Like, where it's, like, it's everything's, like... It looks really lined good. Lined up amazingly and stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, it's really sharp. Everything's sharp. That's the thing. It's the, uh, too sharp. Is that what you're saying? It's too no, sharp. No, it's not too sharp. It's just like it's, you're used to seeing things like this. Yeah. With with those little lines on everything. I mean, especially some of those games, like the the like Super Mario World yeah. or whatever. I totally am. Um. So anyway. Uh. Um. 
great. I play, I spent a lot of time playing. I've, I'm uh, playing Link from Link to the Past for the first time. Which and that game's awesome. I, I play, played I, it either. I've completed the uh, the first level of Star Fox. That's what you have to do to unlock Star Fox Two. Okay. I haven't tried Star Fox Two yet. Uh, I played some F Zero. Nice. And uh, I have not won a a championship yet. You said I'm you came close. Trying. I came close. Came close. Like within, um, I was on the last lap of the championship. Oh no! And so the <laughs> thing that just ticks me off the most about those that game. There's random cars on the track that are not <laughs> are not racing at all. <laughs> they're just in your way. They're there to be in your way, and yes. they like they're like knock into you. I'm like, what? Just get off the road, man! <laughs> and uh, and so like they get knocked into the side, and it was one of those like sections where it's like it's on a curve. So if you get knocked into the side, you just like bounce along the curve, and I just blew up. Yeah, so. dude, that, those games. I, I remember so the the F Zero X. Yeah. Is that was on the the super super NES. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because like that one was the one that I we started on or whatever, and then there was a F Zero GX or something like that for yeah. I don't know what either that was. the it was it was either the sixty four the sixty four the GameCube. I can't remember if it was a late sixty four or an early GameCube. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, like both of those they're incredibly hard too. Like I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it that one would be really challenging. Yeah. But. The two games that I wish were on there are Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, my goodness. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. Ah. I wish both of those games were on there. Yeah. But uh, Chrono Trigger is a classic. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, not so much. That's just literally me wanting that game. Yeah. I mean, that game is uh, is a blast from the past. I remember I, I downloaded an emulator of it back in the day on my uh, nice. laptop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my Windows laptop way long time ago, back in college. And I was like, as I was playing through, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I still couldn't beat it, though. I, it was still way too hard for uh, for me to play at that point. So um, so you pre-ordered yours from Amazon, right? Nope, GameStop. GameStop. Okay, yeah. did you have to go pick it up? Or yeah. did you... Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I went to go pick it up. Cool. I did not have a pre-order. Mm. And I was like debating what to do. And so the night at, last week after we got done recording the podcast, yeah, yeah. I literally went to Walmart yeah. at 11.30 or something like yeah. that. And they'd already given out all the tickets. And they were literally just like, it was super weird walking through there, like their electronics section. Because it was like, there was just a bunch of loiterers, like just a bunch of like people from the city. Like they were just kind of chilling, playing the demos. Like there was one dude literally sitting on one of, like he'd rolled one of their office chairs from the (laughs) office chair section to like the aisle and was sitting there playing his switch on it. And I'm like, this is like the weirdest thing. Like this is the most action that that they see at 1130 at night (laughs) in the electronics section at Walmart, like ever. Um, And, uh, but yeah, that was really fun. I went there. They didn't have any left. And so I just kind of like, I asked them, I was like, well, how many did you get? And they were like, we got 18. And I was like, that doesn't sound like enough. Um, and so I was like really worried about it. Um, went to bed, decided to go to the Target in the morning. I got there like an hour before Target like was supposed to open. So they're just going to open at 8. Got there at 7. Lined up. I was number um, 12 in the line. Mm. And... Then the guy comes out, like, had apparently come out and said, oh, I think we have, I think we have enough, you know, we've, we have enough for you guys mm-hmm. here, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. I probably have one. And like, people kept lining up, kept lining up, kept lining up. And he came out at some point and was like, okay, we have, how, how many do they he say? said 30, that? right? Yeah, 30, like 30 something, like 30 and change, almost, almost 40 basically. Yeah. And, uh, and so then they gave out tickets and stuff. And literally by the time I got, uh, they had opened by 805, 
there were that many people in the line. He'd given out like his last ticket. Um, the last ticket was was like because I as I left, he still had one, mm-hmm. and there was a dude like who was like speed walking down the uh, down the target aisle to get into that line, and I was like, hurry, you know, and he, <laughs> he like runs down there. So like, yeah, they they were out of him by that point. So um, anyway. I yeah, was, GameStop. Uh, uh, the GameStop one. I went to, I think she said that they had they'd gotten um, uh, twenty eight total, hmm. um, and so what does that mean? So twenty eight total, and twelve of them were pre order. Okay. So like they they had gotten been able to give out twelve pre orders and just whatever else like was left over, just like sixteen. You yeah, know? sixteen like just walk ins. Interesting. Um, they were all gone. Like by the time yeah. I, mean, I didn't go pick mine up till lunchtime, but. It was all gone. Yeah, I mean, and you had pre-orders, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, but dude, I imagine they were. I'm having so much fun with it. It's awesome. Yeah, I uh, like. I'm super glad I got it. Um, oh yeah, I'm super amped we'll, for. We'll review it later. I'm super amped for a number of games on there. Earthbound being one. I've never played Earthbound. I'm very excited for yeah, that game. Earthbound's good. Um and uh, and I'm very excited to play uh, Super Mario World again. Like that one's the the yep. other one that I'm super. I, I played super some of that. Excited. I'm like, man. I had forgotten how hard Mario games used to be. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, that's the thing, like, about uh, platformers back in the day. Like, they were very, very challenging. Yeah. Like, you said, think about, like, hard platformers today. And it's like, sure, they're hard. But, like, man, they, like, it's not as unforgiving. Like, Super Meat Boy is not as unforgiving as, like, you fail and then you go back to the beginning oh, of right. the game. Yeah, you for know, real. It's, it's like, you fail and it's like, oh, you immediately get to retry and yeah. as many times as you can until you finally get through. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Mario is like, you, you mess up a, like three <laughs> times right off the bat and it's like, well, start yeah. over. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think that's it, Chris. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our Destiny raid experiences. But first, the news! The news! Uh, first item on the news, John. Yeah, hit me with it. Straight out of New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con! There's a new animated film coming from Warner Brothers. It's an anime film Ooh. called Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja. I am in. Uh, here's the, uh, the concept. Batman and company are flung back through time to medieval Japan. But the uh, that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's the, that's it. Okay. No, that's uh, that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> they, about right. Uh, they said the, and company. I like was, that makes me feel like like it's going to be the entire like Bat family and the Joker probably. Pro- well, I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I feel know. like you got to fling some villains back in the into the past too, because that could be fun. Um, though the movie it says though the movie isn't quite done yet ahead of its 2018 release. This is what am I getting this off of? Gizmodo. It's already one of the most visually daring and astonishing Batman stories Warner Brothers has ever produced. Who's talking here? What are we... Who... Did they see this? And what are we comparing this to? Like, I mean, there's been some visually Oh, there was a Batman few stuff. seconds of footage screened. So they're talking about the few oh. seconds of footage screened. Picture Batman decked out in Shogun's armor and wielding a katana, charging at the Joker, who's also brandishing a sword, but draped in a fanciful ancient Japanese courtier's outfit that's overflowing with tattered ruffles that bounce along his maniacal laugh. See, that's... I was right. The Joker gets flung back, too. On a tiled roof, the pair clash and slash at one another in a dizzying flow of gorgeous swordmanship and the Joker taunts Batman that even in this unfamiliar time and place, he's still every bit the bloodthirsty killer he was in Gotham. The scene jumps back to a quick montage of fight scenes and we see that it isn't just Batman and the Joker who have been displaced. Nightwing, one of the Robins, Harley Quinn, Penguin, and Gorilla Grodd are there as well and they all look like 
avant-garde, high-fashion concept art versions of themselves. Harley takes on a group of enemies with an impossibly large mallet on what looks like a boat, and her fighting style here is less focused on just smashing things to smithereens and more about gracefully confusing anyone silly enough to take her on. That's, this, is, this is a, a really <laughs> weird write-up. I like I know, it. I know. I'm like, what is this? Who's this written by? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of amazing. Charles Pulliam Moore. The, he's describing anime kind of perfectly. Kudos to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, anime is like that. <laughs> the animation style is an interesting blend of traditional 2D and subtle hints of CGI that gives certain elements of the film, like the Joker's hair, a dreamy, eerie weightlessness. Just when you think things can't get any more fantastically off-kilter, the Batmobile revs onto the screen, crashing through the scenery and wrecking all kinds of mayhem before the teaser cuts to black. While DC and Warner Brothers have yet to post footage of Batman Ninja online, here's a look at New York Comic Con's exclusive promotional poster for the film. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that looks kind of cool. It, it, like, okay, so the poster looks really cool, but I will say it doesn't look like the most like visually, you know, stunning Batman. Yeah, I mean that's probably not what the art looks like for the in the anime. Yeah, it makes sense. That would make sense. I mean, did you ever see the anime version of uh, Clone Wars? It came out before the Clone Wars TV show. The movie. Like the 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 like feature kind of it was TV yeah movie. it was like forty minutes I think maybe or maybe two forty yeah. minute episodes or something yeah 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 it was good um, that's what I feel like he's describing like just this like because I mean anime just as a, as a as an art form is like over the top oh yeah like and so I I would assume that if you throw Batman into this world this is probably the most expressive Batman that you've ever seen. Yeah. Well I mean like the uh the uh, the avant-garde kind of like that line whatever that line was whenever he said the, the avant-garde uh that that sounds so much like that's like okay yeah that's anime that's great you know it's, and so I I uh, I'm in man. Yeah. I seriously. It's pretty cool. Give I, me actually this. some of the what were those called? Um there were comics where they would like throw Batman, like into like Victorian England, and um, oh, they had well. So there's the black Batman, black and white one. No, 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 no. There, uh, they were called. Uh, mm, there was like a series of comics that were would throw like the these DC like characters into other times. Hang cool. On. Batman comic time. You're gonna get so travel. many comics, man. Let's see here. <laughs> see what comes up. It's gonna be a lot. Um, I don't want the return of Bruce Wayne. Yep, that's not what I want. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, like you're, that that that's not specific Batman enough. I don't comic, think. Uh, Victorian era. Let's let's uh, search for that. So there also is the Knight, which is uh like in the Bat universe, the Knight and Squire. It's the well. Batman this was called of... Gotham by Gaslight. Okay, Gotham by Gaslight is a really cool one, but that's like a steampunk kind of uh, yeah. That's uh, not a Batman. There was like a series. Anyway, there was like a anyway. This has been done before. This is not like this is the first time that yeah. we've thrown Batman through time. Yeah, into other locations. Yeah, but I always love it. Yeah. What was it called? Like like Superman was like in Russia. Like son of he was like son of uh, I don't I red don't son of of Krypton or something like that. That's what it's called. Hang on. Superman Red Sun? Su- Superman, yeah. That was a, there was a series about yeah. that. But it was like that was like a thing for a while. I don't I I, I don't remember it being Superman, a thing. Superman. But it pro- I don't doubt that it was. Like a bunch of one-shot issues, that sort of thing. Russian Red Sun. Elseworlds imprint. That's what it was. Ah, okay. Elseworlds imprint. So let's look at that. So all of the like Batman Elseworlds like if if that was a uh, a comic, yeah. Let's see what else we had in the Elseworlds comics. 
Elseworlds was a publication for imprint for American comic books produced by DC Comics for stories that took place outside the DC Universe canon. Yeah. Gotham by Gaslight was yeah. part of it. That's cool. Um, it's considered to be the first official Elseworlds story. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, Gotham by Gaslight of, is good. Of Elseworlds. Per, um, so there were Batman, Thrill Killer, Batman and Captain America, Batman and Demon, A Tragedy, Tales of the Multiverse Batman, Batman Houdini. Batman and Lobo, Batman the Blue, the Gray, and the Bat, Batman the Book of the Dead, Brotherhood of the Bat, Castle of the Bat, <laughs> the Batman Chronicles, Batman Tarzan, Claws of the Catwoman. These are all crazy titles, dude. I love it. Um, I love that you're just, sh- like, basically they're just shoving, like, weird characters yeah, together anything, and weird, like, push them all together. weird words together and be like, yes, it's Batman, a comic. Dark Knight Dynasty. I'm skipping some, too. Yeah. Batman Dark Knight of the Round Table. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel, <laughs> so I also feel like literally people are just, like, saying words and somebody goes, that's a Batman comic. <laughs> Batman De- Detective Number 27. Now, this. Get this. In 1938, Bruce Wayne becomes a secret crime fighter without donning a costume. That sounds cool. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, the golden streets of Gotham, Gotham Noir, Haunted Gotham, Hollywood Night, Holy Terror, I Joker, and <laughs> I Joker, futuristic Goth. It's like I. Of course. I Robot. <laughs> I Robot. With, with Joker. Oh my goodness. That's, that's really funny. Darkest that's Man a Bat, funny one. Batman Mask, uh, Nevermore, Nine Lives. I feel Man, like the I Joker. So <laughs> many of these, dude. So, such a Joker Scar move. Star of the Bat. Okay, so there's Superman Elseworlds. Uh, Son of Superman, Superboy's Legion, Supergirl Wings, Superman the Dark Side, Superman Distant Fires, a nuclear holocaust destroys civilization and deprives Superman and many other surviving heroes of their powers. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds like that would not be your I want to read a lot of these. That does not. So you hate it whenever they depower like superheroes. Yes, but I like nuclear apocalypse. So <sighs> you're replacing one thing that I like with another. <laughs> Chris. I feel like that's not your. I jam. probably won't end up liking it. Listen, just I, let me get pumped up for it. I feel like Superman Tarzan, you'll see Sons Superman of the Jungle. Walking. How is Superman? <laughs> oh my gosh! Listen to this: Superman Tarzan, Sons of the Jungle. Kal El is raised by apes in this amalgamation of the two stories of Tarzan, Tarzan and, and uh, Superman. Superman. Oh that's my goodness. really Superman, funny. True Brit. He lands in England, in England instead of America. Cool. Superman, War of the Worlds. He, Superman, encounters the Martian invaders from H.E. Wells' The War of the Worlds. Yes! That one sounds really good. Oh. I like that crossover. Oh, wow. Uh, Superman at, Goth- at Earth's End. Actually, this is a better one. The Earth has suffered an apocalypse, and Superman attempts to save Gotham City. Such a weird premise. I mean, it isn't the same as whenever the apocalypse is about to happen, There's and a he bunch saves of Superman and Batman <laughs> things. Metropolis? Justice League, <laughs> Elseworlds. Uh, there's, there's nothing... Well, there's some there's some things that sound cool in here. Hey, JLA Shogun of Steel, set in feudal Japan, sounds eerily similar to what we just described. Justice Society, Elseworlds, nice. DCU in general, Elseworlds. They're calling Flashpoint in, in, Elseworlds? in 1999. There's a Flashpoint in 1999. Yeah, a world okay, where the Flash was. was the only superhero until he lost the use of his legs. Three issues. Yeah, there was. Like there were. I mean, that's not the same Flashpoint no. we know. No, it's not. Kingdom, it's not the Jeff Johns dude, Flashpoint. Kingdom Come is considered to be Elseworlds. Yeah, it totally is. Which, I mean, I knew it wasn't in the, you know... In uh, the canon. Canon. But within... It's a fantastic, fantastic graphic so novel, like by the way. Within that same um, Kingdom Come world, then, there are all these other um, 
comics. Like one shots, or are they like uh, full on like series? Yeah, looks or? no, looks like uh, looks like maybe one shots. I feel like that's the like thing. Like Night Star focus on the daughter of Dick Grayson and yeah, Starfire, okay. uh, yep. son of the Bat, offspring, Kid Flash. Super cool is in there. Uh, Planet Krypton, the Kingdom number two, circumstances. Okay, uh, some Teen Titan stuff, Wonder Woman. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome, man. We haven't talked about comics this much in a while. No, it's good. I like it. I actually uh, just purchased the uh, DuckTales number one, like for, with, along with the new show. Oh, nice. They uh, launched a new series of those characters in that world, and I grabbed up, the first one. I looked so. it up on Comixology. Yeah, and I uh, so I picked up the the first issue. That I actually picked up two variant covers of that same comic nice. as well. So because there was uh, lots of variants on that one, and uh, the two that I picked up were super fun. Second item of news. Second item of news. This will be quick. Uh, just an update. We talked about this before. Vivendi trying to take over Ubisoft. That's right. Ubisoft is buying back its own stock to prevent a takeover. Kaboom! The games company has granted a mandate which will allow it to take back a total number of 4 million shares. Once the shares have been repurchased, they will be canceled, which means they will have no value and cannot be reissued, reissued into the market. Nice. Meaning basically effectively like decreasing the amount of shares, therefore upping the percentage of shares that... Um, Ubisoft owns. Yeah, which is nice um, for you for 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 Ubisoft anyway. I mean, it's Vivendi taking them over. Like there was a there was Ubisoft has done really well this year. They have like I think the the revenue that they brought in is up seventy percent. Yeah, uh, this year uh, over last year, and so there was a, a like a, a investor call. I was reading an article about where where Eves was like breaking all this down, and then after that. Vivendi, like somebody asked Vivendi, like, oh, are you still, you know, are you going to take them over? Like, well, we haven't decided what we're doing yet. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, like, literally, like, uh, when the first time we talked about this, uh, like a year what? ago, maybe More two years that, ago, probably, three yeah. years ago, maybe. Probably um, three, probably two. Vivendi literally was like, no, we're not trying to take them over. Literally, they're just secretly buying, like, m- tons of stock. Right. You know, and so it's like, well, I mean, like, it's no, a hostile, I'm not taking over your it's, company. It's a hostile takeover. Like, you're not going to announce it. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think, uh, like with the, with everything going well, like it's obvious that that the current uh, people who are in power currently they're doing a good job. Like, I mean, profits are up. So, yeah. hey. Next item of news. Kaboom! There's a Bob's Burgers movie in development, John. <gasps> Chris. <laughs> I know. I'm super pumped about it. I'm excited about it. I also don't know how I feel about it because, like, those what? characters. Why? Are such like tied to their voices in my mind? They're gonna be the same voices. Wait, so wait, it's not a live action? No, it's cartoon, dude. Okay, I was thinking it was live action, bro. No, ah, that, yeah, that wouldn't work. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, cool, no. we get to experience. No, if it's if it's literally yeah, like it's animated, if it's literally an animated Bob's <laughs> Burgers feature length yeah, movie, it's literally I'm just in, like an dude. hour and a half to two hour long Bob's Burgers. I love episode. it. They're gonna be able to do so much cool stuff. <laughs> I know. Uh, more think of the songs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a Bob's Burger. It's uh, currently targeted uh, a release date of July 17th, 2020. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. That uh, is series awesome. Series creator Lauren Bouchard says the film, quote, has to scratch every itch the fan of the sh- fans of the show have ever had, end quote. Dude, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, Bouchard added, we also know it has to fill every inch of the screen with the colors and the sounds and the ever so slightly greasy texture of the world of Bob's. <laughs> but most <laughs> so of all, slightly greasy. it has I love to it. take our characters on an epic adventure. 
That's so cool, dude. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, seriously, like, if it hadn't been those characters, I was, I was kind of beginning to be like, I don't know about this. No, like, yeah, like, live action would never work. Like, you can't have you can't have a Louise without uh, no. Kristen Schaal's voice. Like, sure. I mean, that's like, really, you know? Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm amped about this, man. When is it supposed to come out? I just said in 2020. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying any attention. <laughs> I was just, like, like re, re-changing re- this from the... I'm not so sure about this cal- column yeah. over to the I'm super to, excited to about 100% this. 100% on board. Yeah, like <laughs> there is no part of me that doesn't doesn't <laughs> think this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how this could fail at all. <laughs> uh, fourth item of news. There's a new game available for iOS device. Stranger right. Things the game is available for free. No microtransactions. It's literally just a free game. That's and amazing. I've, I've been playing it. It's great. You can play like one of like four characters. You can play the boys. You can play um, uh, the detective. You can play his sister. Um, you're, you're just going through this world solving puzzles. Dude. You, everybody has like their own like thing. It's like a point and click adventure. Like, and it, it's not like a you know where you um, direct have like joystick, a virtual joystick or anything like that. You're literally just like tap on the screen. Hey, go like in, inspect this. Interesting. Or talk to this person. Or like pull this lever. Or go through this door. You're just tapping things. Super cool. So it's that super, is that super is straight intuitive. up like a uh, like a here. Let me. I'll I'll, I'll pull up the uh, the intro. Can graph. you play as eleven? That's my question. Actually, I uh, did, I don't know. Because like we haven't necessarily we don't know what the state of uh, of eleven is in. Yes, Chris. Oh my gosh, isn't that awesome? It's their theme song, but in like eight bit. Dude, that's so <laughs> cool. I love that. Really I need to download weird. this like now. Yeah, and there's no reason not to. Like, it's yeah. not like, ah, oh, they're going to hit me with all these microtransactions later. No. So it's, it's just it's, like an advertisement little, for Stranger Things, basically, exactly. to get just, you in the mood for just that. Just get you hyped. That's cool. I like that. I wonder if they're going to release, like, if you can't play as 11 now, if whenever uh, I don't, Stranger I don't Things know. 2 I, I, comes like, out, I just, here. Well, the thing is, you start off um, and. Like you just have to like you run into like the the, the other characters. Oh, so, so like, you may just not have run into eleven yeah, yet. Okay, yeah. I gotcha, gotcha. Um, so anyway, you can play that. I also have a secret piece of news, John. Secret news. <laughs> secret news. news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your secret news? So this is Friday. Uh huh. Tomorrow is. No wait. <laughs> I mean, well, literally, we're recording this on Thursday. Yeah, when they listen to it, it's Friday. The next day is Saturday, then there's Sunday. That's how weeks work. And then there's Monday. That's definitely how weeks work. And on Monday, there's supposed to be a new trailer rumors for <laughs> uh, rumors are for Star Wars Episode Eight. Mm. And tickets apparently go on sale that night at seven p.m. So the last two years, we've had epic uh, stories yeah. of yeah. buying these tickets. Yeah. What's going to happen this time? Man? I don't know. Well, uh, we have to game plan. Strategize. What's going to happen? We've got to decide how many tickets we're going to buy. Because that first year, I bought so many tickets. Yeah, we're only buying tickets who, with, for people who give us money this time. Well, I mean, they gave us me money eventually. I mean, no, I mean up front. Oh, up front. Okay, I you see. You want a ticket, we bought you. You send me money. Yeah. Or you money. 
Whoever send, money. You want a ticket? We buy it for you, and we send you money. Yeah, no, we don't send you money. No, that's... that's and I'm not talking to the listeners right now. I'm just talking to our friends. Yeah, I was about to say, all of our listeners are going to be, like, tweeting at us, like, get me tickets! Um, Which would be really fun. That would be awesome. But, uh, you know, that's logistically a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so get ready to buy your tickets, 7 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. Um, pretty sure it's happening. Like, there's all these rumors that it's happening, and then uh, a friend of mine, his cousin, this sounds like, this is such, such, such just like third-hand information. Yeah, I was about to say, like, this sounds a like... A friend of mine's cousin works at a movie theater, and they were putting in all the uh, the, the ticket information Ooh. for uh, Star Wars earlier today. Uh-huh. And uh, well, he was told that it goes live 7 o'clock on Monday. It would make sense, because they're around this time of year is whenever it's gone live the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense. This might actually be a little bit late comparatively. I've, the thing is, it's weird. Like, I just don't feel like they have any kind of like, I'm like, why the trailer now? It feels like literally no, no strategy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and again, do like, is Fandango going to crash? I don't know. Over and over again. Like, I mean, last year we were like, oh, it can't the crash. They will have like no, souped no, up no, their two servers. Two years ago we said it, it can't crash. And last year everybody like, Grabbed tickets like and then like left them in their cart and then they became available after you bought tickets in person right. to the second showing. Right. We're just gonna try to do this all. We're gonna try to get there early. Yep. Be the first people in line. Yep. Have them picked out and so he just has to click buy. Yep. At the beginning. Like these these seats. These seats buy. Buy. Here's the money. Yeah. Like have the have the have the cash in hand. Yeah. And just throw it. Yep. Bah. Just throw it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Um, we'll game plan uh, later. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. It's mm. going to be a good time. Good. I have no, I haven't watched any other than that first trailer, uh, of star Wars. So it's amazing. I don't know if I will watch this one. You will have to watch it first, Chris. Yeah, and you then tell to, me, you don't have to watch it and then tell me if I should watch, watch it. it. You don't I'm, have to watch it if you don't I'm, want to. I'm so excited about star Wars, Chris. I know. This, I am is, too. <sighs> this is a yearly thing now. It's a yearly level of excitement. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh my goodness. I know it's happening. It's going to be awesome. Either way, we're seeing this movie. Yeah, of course. And we're going to review it. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. Wait. Well, there could be some things that could happen. Nope. You know, that, okay, no. Okay. Watching it either way. There are showings all night long. Even if. That's true. <laughs> like, even if we have to drive to another theater, we will see it. We're not going to have to do that. I know we won't have to do that. It's okay. Um, so that's the news. All right, John. Chris. It's time now to talk about Destiny. The Raid! We've talked about Destiny so much on this show. I know. It's, it's, it's a good time. I it's, apologize to those of you who do not play Destiny and it, don't care. It's a Destacast. Destiny cast. I, I'm going to try to tone it down. I'm sure people are annoyed. Pedestiny. That's, that's why we left this till the end. I know. Like, I'd rather push this well, stuff off to the end. We also have almost an hour's worth that's of podcast. That's what I mean. Like, before I mean, we start we talking about Destiny. We try to provide valuable information and entertainment before we get to just the nerd out on Destiny part. I mean, yeah, I like that idea. That's a good That's a good one, Burrow. And I'm just going to throw it out there. We are going to spoil the heck out of the raid from from the first second we're talking about Surprisingly, it. Surprisingly, there is a little bit to spoil. Like, if, There's some story stuff to spoil. Yeah, and it's like, but I mean, if you don't play Destiny, I it's mean, like, this is the thing. I mean, you don't I, care. And I, a lot of people don't care anyway. I purposely didn't watch videos of the raid or like... I listened to some people talk about it. Like I, that, I wasn't that crazy. Yeah. Um, some people don't want to like even hear about it. So, yeah. like, if you don't want to hear anybody talk about it, 
We're going to describe how things work. We're going to talk about the story. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the mechanics, loadouts, what you need to do. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Don't listen if you don't want to hear that. Yeah. I, that's accurate. That's accurate. But I mean, I will say this, Chris. Huh. Um, we already gave our score for this game. Other raids. Go oh, listen yeah, to that course. one. Yeah, go listen to that for the, for the score. But uh, the other other raids in, in Destiny, yeah. I haven't, like, none of them I felt like, oh, man, I'm glad that wasn't spoiled for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of them have just kind of been like, oh, it's the gameplay. Like, and whereas this one, there was a moment where I was like, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know that going in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, so, you know. I'm trying to think of the other raids. Like, there weren't any, like, big reveals in the other raids. Right. Um, there was a there's a couple may, really cool ones in this one. Maybe the the closest to a spoiler. I think like that was a, this is a really long piece of silence there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I, 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 I enjoyed know, that like, silence. I just don't know. Like I think I would have been disappointed <laughs> if which raid though, like. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. To, I don't. I don't think any of them. Yeah, no. There's not a single one where I. I. I if I had known about something going before I went in. Yeah. You know. I, I was thinking the, uh, um, King's Fall. Yeah. The end of that? Not the end. No. I mean, just. I think like I just couldn't fathom what that was like before because people would try to describe it. I just couldn't like yeah. picture it in my mind correctly. That makes sense. I mean, but like that, that is almost every raid. Cause like almost every yeah. raid is designed in an environment that is unlike anything they've done in destiny True. to that date. And so like I, I, that aspect of it, I remember the first time I got thrown into the vault of glass, like somebody was on the final encounter of the vault of glass and they brought me in to help them. <laughs> and you didn't see the first part. I didn't see the first part. Like they just brought me in to fill a spot and like, and I got in there and I was like, what am I looking at? Like, I don't yeah. even know what this is. Yeah. Like, I've never seen an environment in Destiny like this. And, like, yeah. you get teleported and they're trying to explain to me, like, you're getting teleported to, like, two different places and yeah. two different timelines and Mars and Venus and all this stuff, right? But, like, I I mean, that one it was hard to hard to attach to. But I feel like that's every raid. Mm-hmm. And But this one, there are definitely, like, some some a couple of things where it's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, that's super cool. Yeah. So, um Let's just dive right in. All right, First Chris. of all, like here's our experience. We went in for week one, like we said on the uh, the podcast, we did the first encounter, basically. First room. And didn't, didn't get through it. We thought like we'd gotten to the second thing, but it was really the first thing. Yeah, the way the raid kind of works is like you have four rooms. Yeah. And then in between each one, there are like interstitial kind of battles where you have to unlock the next yeah. door. Or... Or you can sneak around in the underbelly, which is what it's called. Of the ship. Of the ship, yeah. And so it's like, it's literally like, oh man, there's a series of locked doors and rooms and like almost puzzle-ish things down there of like switches and levers and big fans that are spinning that you have to turn off before you can go through and stuff. Like stuff that's under there. It's really gigantic under there. And I I was very surprised that that even existed um, in the second week because like in the second week... We, uh, like, or maybe it was later that week. Who did we run with? Who was our sixth person in the the second week? Yeah. Ah, it was, uh, Fultron's, somebody who Fultron brought in. Yeah, his, um, brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Um, and so, so that week we got through two rooms, right? Yeah, we, we did, uh, half of it. First, first room, first room we did, first week we did the baths. 
Second week, we did dogs and gauntlet and actually got through them. Yeah. And so we had basically done and experienced every single room. Except, for, so, the bo- except for the boss. Except for the boss, right. And so going into this one, it was like, this is our time. Right. We are doing this. We're this getting is, it done. It, it's happening. We, had, we just did the gauntlet. We know what we're doing. We were all up to like level 300 yeah. light, most of us. And, you know? and we went and we, we blew through it, honestly. Like we, uh, we did the gauntlet in two tries. Yeah. Um, we did the, uh, the baths in three tries. Um, three wipes. That's right. And then we did the dogs, and uh, I don't know, that was like five or six. So that one was a weird one. Well, um, and, and there's more There's more randomness in that. You know, like there's dogs that sometimes may see you. Like right. stealth, stealth games, game mechanics, are always to a degree imperfect. And it's that way by design because they want you to sneak around. Right. Um, and then if you, like, but always... There's a little bit of trial and error in there, and you're there's a little bit gun. of luck. Yeah, you're you know? up, you're up like, against a, a time limit, so you're like, well, I got to do this fast regardless right. of whether I'm supposed to be quiet or not. Um, the final time that we got that done, we got it done definitively, though. Oh, like, yeah. We got it done in, you know. Oh, we had a great in, plan. Yeah, really yeah. low. So like, if we were to go and do that one again, I think we would immediately yeah. be able to, to take it out, and take then, it down. And then the the boss, I don't remember. We probably spent, what, an hour and a half on that? It was, it was a longer time. Like, it was essentially twice the amount of time we'd spent on all of the other ones yeah yeah. so uh and then like i think we lost a little bit of time like so there's between each room you go back to this middle room and you can you fight guys off and get the standard and then you go plug it into like uh, well how many three you standards? Just have three keys basically yeah three three standards and then the door opens yeah and, and the standards are all like the different locations of the and door we were, and, and stuff, we were trying so. that because like after every single door you open there's a chest and in the first chest you open there were key um there were coins um, for the uh, the raid vendor, yeah, and um, there were uh, shaders, some engrams, and, and shaders. I think I got uh, a, uh, uh, a legendary engram out of there. Yeah. Um, but after that first one, there were none. Yeah, like, every we, sub- it was just time, glimmer, like five hundred like glimmer. Glimmer, yeah. Uh, and we weren't aware of that, but so like next time we run in, we're gonna go like okay. After we get the first chest. It's just underbelly from then on. Yeah, like, let's never go. never go back in that middle room. For I would reason. much rather run puzzles than run the whole like right. oh you shoot things basically right. you know. So um, let's let's walk from start to finish through our raid experience. Okay. Um, we uh, avoided the underbelly at first. We went into the middle room. Um, we dispensed with the enemies there, and we went to the gauntlet. We run the, the gauntlet room. before. And um, the gauntlet has two runners. One person hadn't run the gauntlet before. True. And One so we person. had to we had to kind of explain that room and that mechanic yep. to that person. And each person in that has a role. Yep. Um, what was really funny about that is like it's you essentially split into groups of three, like yeah. two teams of three. Um, where one of you runs the inside uh, area where it's like, oh, the the floor drops out and you have to jump around and like platform essentially. And uh, while you're doing that, the two people on the outside have jobs to do where one person has to like jump on a platform at a specific time. The other person has to uh, take out a specific enemy at a certain time. And they both on the outside have to shoot a, a, it's a puzzle thing where the, the person on the inside sees something and tells the two people on the outside which of three buttons to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, that mechanic, it takes a little bit to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason it took us two tries was in the first try, the, the person who was new that we explained this to didn't realize there was two teams. Oh, yeah. I and forgot. And so, like, there was cross-chatter, right? And so, like, you called out, like, you're inside, you were inside yeah. the gauntlet, running the gauntlet, and you have to call out, it's... The middle. Well, so well, so you go you go around the, you go around the uh, the outside of the uh, the ring, um, right. And uh, you're as you're running. There's there's these different symbols. So there's like cup, sun, 
dog um, axes, and uh, there's like a grid of three by three um, holes in the wall. You have to say which one is lit so that they will shoot the other two. On the outside, there's like three arrows. So like if, it's, right. if, it's, if the top is lit, then they have to shoot the bottom two. If the middle's lit, you shoot the bottom and, and top. And if the, uh, the bottom's lit, the top two. And so like I'm calling out, you know, middle, cup, middle. Yep. And then we shoot. Like yeah. me, uh, it was me and Fultron on that yeah. team, and we, we shoot. And the other side calls out, you know, like dogs top, you know, right. and so you shoot. Yeah, and it, it, it does get confusing. Like you have to, like I think you have to, uh, like the runners, the only ones you're talking. Then yep. the uh, the um, it's it's important to have like your chat overlay on so you can right. see who's talking. Possibly if you miss it as you're listening, the only other hang up you can have is like cross like whenever you say right. the same thing at the same or something say talk at the same time speak at the same time yep. so basically talking over each other uh, that's whenever it gets stressful because mm-hmm. there's a time limit you're running with this orb you have to recharge every single time you run and slam in the middle you do this three times and then you all run the gauntlet yep. um, and that's always like so our first time through like that was what was hanging us up every single time I'm going to give you on the second week you mean the, yeah second yeah. week I'm going to give you if you've run it through it like if you're running through it the first time or you're kind of like new at it I'm going to give you a tip if someone goes down in the gauntlet and you get to the outside, as long as there's still three runners, there's still hope. Because if you go out there, you can slam your orb, and then everyone else has like their their uh, their orbs or sorry mm-hmm. their ghosts respawn on the like around that uh, middle room, and so yeah. you just run outside and revive someone, and you're fine. You won't right. wipe because someone went down, which is what happened to us a ton of times. Uh, the first first time we tried that. Yeah, and I think like the other side of that is like you have to make it through. Like I think almost two areas like the like everyone all six of you have to survive through two quarters yeah, which isn't of hard the circle. it's honestly. not hard no as long as you time it correctly yeah um and you can alternate in, in like because you can make it from one um like one orb to not like and skip one that's and right go to the next one yeah. so like you can all make it to the the second one for sure. You can honestly make all make it through it right. if you if you were you know really really tried right um, or were really all really good at running right um, and uh, it's just tough like and and like the thing random is, things happen like you bump into each other too like I mean yeah. there's like there's so many random things the floor drops out at an odd time like it, it's yeah. it's basically the right at the time that you land on it the floor drops out <laughs> right, at some right. points and and so like those can get really random and tricky. Yeah. Well, and the thing Super is, like, fun. if if you are like if like as the runner, like I was the runner, like pretty much every single time. You st- two of the times because you have to do this three times before everyone runs it. Two of the times the floor is just not there anyway. Yeah. So you're kind of used to just running through it with no floor. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you just kind of learn to land where you need to land. Yeah. Like the the worst one is whenever you're like coming out of the top one of the top holes. And uh, it's like the section where the whole entire floor is out. There's like right. no middle part to land on or anything. Yeah. And so like you basically have to like come out either really slowly out of that top one, or you have to like jump out and then jump backwards and, and yeah, then and, jump forward. Yeah, not <laughs> hit your head or whatever. Like at that point, yeah. Like I mean, with well, with the thing certain is, jumps. Uh, yeah, the thing is, I'm in a hunter, so like it's easy for me to jump backwards. If you are a a warlock jumping down, you're, like you're just dead. It's impossible. You know, you're just Almost gonna, impossible. You're basically gonna boost yourself just deeper into the hole. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, like, and then uh, I think uh, after that first encounter, I think I grabbed the scout rifle. No. Um. Pulse rifle. Pulse rifle. I think you and I both. Like, there was like three of us who got the pulse rifle out of that one, which was really interesting. I'm not sure if like the pulse rifle is the weapon that drops there. Is it a pulse? Um, wait, is it a pulse rifle? Yes. That's three shots. Yes. Okay. Pulse rifle. 
Um, and what's then, the what's the what's like merciless? Merciless is a fusion rifle. Fusion rifle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is a pulse rifle. It's a pulse rifle. Uh, and then uh, like because it seemed to be. Like, out of that encounter, there was, uh, like, three of us who got the pulse rifle. And out mm. of a different encounter, I think three of us got the rocket launcher. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. And so, like, and then out of the final encounter, it was just random what you got. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed like. And so, uh, that was, I've, I found that that loot game was pretty pretty rewarding. Yeah, for sure. Because you go back into the uh, the main area where you're fighting guys again. Man, that pulse rifle was just, like, tearing people up. Especially if you yeah. get headshots, they're just dead. Of um, the and I was having trouble with people before. Yeah, of the four encounters, I got loot on two of them. Uh-huh. Um, and, and those times that I got loot on two of them, at least two more people got loot I mean, loot I would, I would say three of them because, like, you did you not get any engrams to go decrypt or, like, you know, when you turn in, like, your, your keys? Did you get any exotics? I mean... I guess I did get an exotic one time. So it was basically two raid gear. Yeah, uh, two pieces of raid two gear. Two pieces of raid gear I got a third one, exotic. third piece of raid gear, though. Or actually four because, like, at the in, in encounter, uh, I had a helmet drop. Interesting. Um, nice. And, and then, like, whenever I turned the... The coins into the vendor that we from like what we had collected as we ran through. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting a, it was, I think it's a sidearm or a hand cannon. It's a it's another raid weapon. So I have three raid weapons and a helmet. Excellent. I think I think I got a chest plate out of the final encounter. And okay. Then, you yeah, know, yeah. I didn't get anything from the tokens or whatever. But so maybe like actually one encounter. Like I think the one that I didn't get anything on was baths. Okay. Like I didn't get like I, I just got like some random. It was that first one that I didn't Coins. get anything on, but I got stuff on everything else, which is really like well, for, I, I the, like well, this raid as far the as the the generous the pulse ones. rifle out of the gauntlet. Oh yeah, I guess I did. That was what the, was the second one? one. The dogs was the dogs the second one. Um, dogs. Uh, yeah, no, it was baths. Okay, we went gauntlet baths dogs. Because I didn't get anything out of out of uh, the like dogs or something like that like uh, well, dogs what, was rocket launcher so the dogs the chest is up on top of the thing yeah that's where i got my, my rocket okay, i didn't launcher. get my rocket launcher there whenever everybody oh, else did i got okay. my rocket launcher at the end okay so yeah that's cool. it, which is really like weird yeah you i get mean, it then yeah i mean I, like it was all it, the thing in destiny one that always kind of confused me was like okay in this encounter you can get this weapon i'm like why is it only here yeah. you know like i don't know if that really exists that's that kind of like um loot uh, tree yeah <laughs> like is is active in this game i don't know or if it's just like well this you all these encounters are in chests pull from this this type of like weapons and armor like what's interesting is that we got weapons up to the the last encounter and then we got that's kind of like more what happened in destiny one as well like yeah you wouldn't necessarily well no i take that back because i would be like oh man you don't get the helmet until you get a chance of the helmet on the final encounter but the helmet won't drop on any other encounter only boots were only at templar right you know or something like that you know like I don't know. Who knows if that exists right now? I don't know. I'm sure it's on Reddit somewhere. And I, yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> on the internet somewhere. But I, like, I don't know that it necessarily matters either because like, there's always like, if you get that loot, there's yeah, yeah. always something I can do with, you know, those other weapons or yeah. whatever, like infusion and stuff. So I really want um, the scout rifle. Um, it's so nice. I got that the first you? time we were. Oh my it. gosh, yeah. I want it because it, 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 you can switch it back and forth between full auto and not full auto. Correct. Yep. What's the perk that you in, introduce if you take it off full auto? So if you take it off of full auto, it will uh, the number of enemies that you kill. Hmm. It will overload the magazine with that, like those shots, like That's more awesome. shots based on how many people you kill with the one uh, wow. with the one thing. So like you can kind of, I, I I don't think it stacks. 
Like, so it's not like if I kill people, you know, if I kill uh, like 14 enemies out of these shots, it'll put 30 in. And then out of that one, it'll, you know, if I get 30, it'll put 60 in. It's not like it stacks on top of the next one or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, it, it is very, very handy and just getting more yeah. uh, ammo in your, into your gun. Yeah. Um, it's a really rapid fire as well. Like even if, if you don't have rapid fire on, like it, it pulls pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but if you do have rapid fire on, it feels a lot like, uh, the speed at which, like, uh, what was it called? Vision of Confluence uh, mm. from Destiny 1 which kind of felt. Awesome. So. And is it energy or is it kinetic? It is energy. It is a... Uh, which is a, like a, the vision. Yeah, it is very much like the vision because it is fire damage or mine is. I'm not or, sure if it'll yeah. drop his other things. So. Probably, I mean, who knows? You can, you can always swap it too. Right. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, so, like, the next one we did with the baths. Oh, man, that one's hard to explain, but, like, you basically, like, there's three... Uh, two, there are four platforms... Um, you must be on them at all times. And so then there's like two runners in between because you have to swap out. Yeah. And so like you have left side and right side is how we did it. Right. And, uh, so like you have to like, there's these orbs that basically make you immune to the liquid you're standing on. And, uh, there's, you know, like if you're not on one of the plates, you're running to the middle plates to collect this orbs that you can stand on the the liquid and go replace one of the other guys it's just like this big convoluted thing look up something on the internet uh, it's a it's a <laughs> wild one dude and but, then you destroy there's like the there's there's a damage face like and i think maybe you can go through it th- three times before it just wipes you yep. um but you can get it in like honestly like if we we went back in if if we go back in now i feel like we can one phase that we didn't two phases. we didn't too we didn't too but we yeah. could one phase it for sure oh yeah um because we got through like uh, two of the, um, I, I guess what they're lanterns or something that yeah. are hanging. Two of the lanterns, like in that first damage phase, and we just like did the third one at the, the second one. I feel like we can just like one phase that thing. Really heavy like enemies spawn, um, but yeah. they're easy to take care of uh, if you, with the right grenades. Yeah, and if if like I literally and the right heavy. Interesting. Interestingly, I didn't shoot the crystals at all. Mm. I well, just I wiped out ads like oh, the, I, thing, like the two, entire time. Yeah. I was just taking out enemies and like protecting was, whoever had like a, a better weapon. That for was part the of our mistake thing. the first time we were in there. No one, we were too low. But number yeah. two, like and and we had some weird like random random people playing with us. But then uh, we weren't taking out ads enough. Like, yeah. Uh, we were trying to do super ads, but like we needed something that could actually handle ads. And yep. We didn't really have those weapons yet, right? Um, or didn't know what the proper build was. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, like two people take out ads, four people do damage. That'll get you done. Super nice. Like it was it, that one was a super fast one too. It yeah. was uh it was it was really easy. And to, I, to the rock. thing about this raid I really, really like is is the the mechanics of it. Like that's the f- I'm not saying the only fun part, but that's like I loved King's Fall mm-hmm. be- and and Atheon because of how involved they are. It splits you into into groups. Like you're both you're all doing something, you're all like a vital part of this. Yeah. You can't just like in Crota, we're like, well, if you don't have um, a sniper rifle or a gallowhorn, you're just, just stand there. Yeah. You know? Uh, hmm. like, yeah, the, uh, the, it being one of the most mechanic driven raids, it's also not obtuse. Like it's also, it's also very easy to kind of, um, as long as you have coordination with people, like it's, it's, you can figure this stuff out. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's easy to grasp. I think once you, I think the hardest thing that the thing that, that is the hardest to grasp is the final encounter, uh, which, which we'll get there. That's a good point. Um, that's really hard to figure out unless you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like every other encounter, someone can explain this to you while you're saying they're like, Hey, that your people are going to come out here and you're going to go shoot over here right. and you're going to do this here. You know, like that's how we were able to, to, uh, to do this so quickly. Yeah. Um, 
even dogs, you know, right. you can explain, you can walk people around the map before you start, honestly, right. and say, you're going to go to this dog. And that, those are the things we kind of put into place. Uh, let's move on to dogs. Yeah. You know, it's so like dogs, you've got to um, first clear enemies, gives two people um, these, uh, it looks like a walnut looking thing. Well, they're like little uh, little crystals, so yeah. you can reflect the light. It's essentially a uh, like Indiana Jones style uh, okay, thing yeah. where there's light kind of cascading through the ceiling and you have to reflect that light and onto uh specific spots um and so in order while the the other group so there's two people that have that job of like reflecting the light and everybody else grabs a uh a specific orb that will collect uh, uh basically a buff like the spores yeah the uh and it will it'll buff your damage for the damage phase yeah um and so if you sneak around these dogs uh, that are th- on set paths, but they deviate from those set paths or glitch sometimes. or glitch sometimes and just run straight out where somewhere where they should not be. Um, and you have to sneak around them, stand next to the, uh, the flowers and the people shine the light down on the flower. Poof, yeah. You get a damage modifier, yeah. like a, a damage buff. So you stack that enough times and you have enough like, uh, of a damage buff to do some damage to these dogs. Um, the key is to not kill any of them unless you have to because it will decrease the amount of time that you have next time to collect spores. So we accidentally killed some. Yeah, two, I think. <laughs> Luckily, because we were just destroying them, wiping them out too fast, yeah. our damage was high enough that we weren't really... 48 like, modifier. Yeah, sh- sure sure what would happen. Um, uh, but we did that in two phases. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think like six tries or something yeah. like that. Um, it was really funny that even that last time, whenever we did finally do it, like I shot two rockets at the, at the, the, the dog that I was, yeah. I was taking down and I thought I had ruined us. Like I, it only had maybe a pixel of health left. And like, so I thought I, I thought I would, you know, reset us and it was going to be bad. The, the, like the thing about that one is you can still like, explain what's going on before you go into it. That one's just like a little more confusing and, and it, and it's built that way. It's kind of like a maze. Like you can't really see there's fog. Um, you, you don't know where the dogs are. So you're really relying on the people up top to tell you where they are, where they are, if it's safe for you to go out. It's that easy to get disoriented too. Like way, yeah, whenever really you're on the ground, um, especially over in the rocks, like there's yeah. like two different ways or three different ways through the rocks. And you're like, yeah. where in the world am I? Yeah. Um, or if you turn around too fast from like a from a flower or something like that, and and, yeah. and if you if it's like get out of there, and then you turn around and run away, and it's like right. wait. Uh... Luckily, luckily you're in third person mode whenever you're clearing those spores. Correct. Otherwise, I feel like we'd all be in trouble. Yeah, and then you wouldn't be able to see like around corners and see right. see where the uh, the dogs are at and everything. Yeah. Um, something you mentioned like every single of of those encounters, the mechanics kind of encounters there. Other than the final encounter, like you said, you can walk around them before there are even enemies in there. Yeah, and to literally just like kind of figure out oh so this is here this is there blah blah yeah. blah and kind of like brainstorm it um whereas that final encounter um you definitely can't <laughs> yeah so the final encounter um you are still split into three groups or two groups sorry yeah um the first room you can you can walk around and explain but it's like the shadow realm you cannot like before you start it you just got to go in there man yeah um and like what we found is like some people are going to be like uh, better for it than others, depending on what weapons you have, right. what light level or power level you are, what um, uh, if you're a hunter versus a titan versus yep. a warlock, you know. Um, if you have revives left, if you have, yeah, if you have revives, and so uh. um, that's and, and I think like that's the encounter aside from dogs. So the dogs is probably the most confusing thing to actually do. 
Um, I would agree with that. The, the final encounter is the most confusing to understand and comprehend. Like, I still, without being in the Shadow Realm, don't really understand what's happening in the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Um, and, then, like, I even, like, I even mentioned something that I don't know if you knew this whenever you're in the Shadow Realm. I mentioned this to somebody who was in there. And they're like, well, what, what, really? So, like, uh, you send... Uh, we'll explain it more in a second, but you send like these scions to the shadow realm. Well, whenever you kill the shot the scion in the shadow realm, it initiates an explosion on our side. Interesting. So, like, where if I stab the scion, send him to the shadow realm, you kill him. Wherever I'm standing when you kill him, it initiates an explosion right there. So all I know is I don't know when it's coming. Oh, I just know man. sometime after I stab this guy. <laughs> There, there's going to be an explosion initiated yeah. where I'm standing, so I have to be constantly moving. Because so, if I'm just standing in one spot, you know, shooting ads like here, 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 yeah. I'm going to hear the fact that like this explosion, I'm going to see all this bright light, and I'm not going to be able to get out of the way, and I'm just right. going to like right. die. Super interesting. I didn't know that that was yeah, happening. Yeah, so that's over the thing. There. Like you don't know, I don't know what's happening in there, and they don't know what's happening out here. Right. Well, like whenever you guys stab the uh, the scions, yeah. and this it essentially sends them to our the shadow realm with yeah. us, they spawn. In two locations, ah, and uh, and so like in that case, whenever it spawns them over there, it spawns not only them, but there's also other regular normal scions. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's weird. Like if you kill the uh, the thing too too late, mm. it's like it really messes with the timing of everything in there because like oh man, all of a sudden I have to kill this this thing. Whenever I have yeah. to kill these other things too, yeah. And then it, once you kill that thing, it'll. You are constantly being sucked forward right, into right, right. the into the abyss, which is yeah. which is the callus's yeah. like throat. Yeah. You're essentially he's sucking you forward to to eat you um, in the shadow realm. And so, if you guys don't kill it fast enough, though, the uh, there's not another wall, and you just get sucked away. But every time you kill one, it puts up a new barrier ah, to where I it see. says, "Oh man." Here's like you stop there. Like yeah, so you, that's ca- you catch the on these little walls that are like these little uh, invisible barriers yeah. um, that pop up. Yeah. So like the first the first room you come in and you, you clear ads and then you all get sent to the shadow realm. But there are three orbs to go like and uh, send yourself back to the normal world. So then you're, right. you're split three and three. Yep. Um, outside there are these uh, four scions on platforms with the same symbols from the gauntlet. Uh, uh, above them, and um, w- inside the shadow realm, each each of, each of you three sees a different symbol on Callus's the boss's forehead. Yeah, um, which is a big floating head in the sky. So you got to call it out, and much like the gauntlet, the one that is left. Yeah, the one that you don't call is the one that you need to stab. Which was interesting to time out. Like it was it was interesting and, and fun because we had an order, specific order inside the shadow right. realm, where it's like okay. Fultron speaks first, then it's me, and then it was the other guy. And like there was a one time whenever one of our mics messed up, and yeah, like yeah. there's another time where like my mic was accidentally muted and stuff. And so it's like there's these weird moments. Like if you're not really on top of like that communication, right. the timing can get way off and really wipe you yeah, out. Yeah, and like but, it's, it's it's funny. I think we'll do better next time. Like just being faster, you know, like knowing what's coming because we like as we. As we kept repeating that encounter, we would get further and further every time. Yeah. Um, Which is always the goal with a raid. Like, it, it takes a long time. It's a big time investment. Right. But if there's steady progress being made, like, I never really get frustrated. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, you get frustrated whenever there's no progress. Or you go backwards. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's always, it's, it's super interesting, like, the way that they time these things because, like, 
So you said like if you wait too long, then you're dealing with like if you wait too long, or if like uh, the symbols aren't called out enough, you as the runner to go stab the scion can't get there in time. Well, there are these um, I forget which one they're the they're the um, the the enemy that boosts up in the air and fires all these rockets. Centurions. There's a, there's a yellow bar centurion that comes out. So like if you do it fast enough, you can get to the scion, stab him, and get back to your your like cover be like before he starts shooting at you like he's just walking out the door right lumbering out if you wait too long he's like firing at you the entire time <laughs> yeah like lasering and on you you can't shoot while you're trying to run up real fast and stab this scion you know like so like there's timing there there's timing inside yeah the it's timing very, with like, when the symbol appears on his head as well is literally timed like a second before all of the enemies spawn it's literally it's literally like timed out like where there's not much room for error I, right. which i like yeah i like that they throw monkey wrenches inside like into the uh into the mix inside the shadow realm too where like on the third wave of the you know seeing the symbol the scions appear you shoot them that sort of thing yeah. like on the third wave i had to we realized that the the enemy spawns on uh the right side where fultron couldn't see it and i could see it so we had to basically i took out his enemies and he took out my enemies. That's wild. And so you have to swap there. And then on the fourth one, I swapped with the guy on our left. And so it was like, you literally, whoever's in the middle, like out on the third wave, you have to swap with the person on the right. Then you go and look at the, you know, swap with the person on your, on your left. And if you don't do that, you are surely going to lose. Yeah. Um, so right. So after you, um, you complete, uh, basically I think it's, is it three or four scion, Scions. I think four, or it's yeah, it's that fourth one, and then there's a like bonus enemies inside. But yeah, you, you so know. then he starts like spitting all these skulls out. Yep, and those on the inside have to um, shoot these skulls, and it pulls up your damage buff. Yeah, it boosts how much damage you can do to the boss during the damage phase. On the outside, he Callus uh, is um, basically like using light. It kind of looks like, but he's um, shielding. He his he puts his shield up. Yeah, and you have to bring his shield down. As soon as the shield comes down, um, you enter a damage phase. Yeah, so if you take the shield down too early, the people on the inside don't take out and buff your damage right. nearly as much. So but you have you to time long, that correctly. You wipe you all. Exactly. Um, and so you do that. There's these four platforms you have to get on that you can damage. And so you wait till you are joined by the people on the inside, back on the outside. You jump on the platform. You start damaging him. Yeah. He decides he's had enough raises his hand and that's whenever you have to jump to the next platform you repeat that for otherwise all he so shoots you well it's not even a shoot it's like a, just an explosion like out yeah. of the plate you yeah. know like where you're getting your your uh your damage buff for, from it like activates the damage buff so that you can actually damage him um and so then you do that for like three rounds is what it took us the whole thing um and uh and then you kill him. Uh, it kind of enters like a last stand kind of thing. Yeah. Where he, he puts his shield up again. You just got to bring it down yep. and uh, take him out. The biggest surprise during all this is... Uh, well, okay. So the, the first biggest surprise okay. happens on... I think it happened like after the first phase for us. Like So uh, we had three damage phases. We went through three damage phases. But like when we got over a third of his health down, right? There's yeah, a, that's what I was going to talk about. But there's a piece of... Well, the other other thing was like after the entire thing is over. No, I wasn't going like to talk about that yet. Okay. About what you're talking about. Okay. So I, I was just saying, like, because I, I was more surprised by after the raid was over. Okay. So, well, that I don't know. Surprised. So my biggest surprise was 
the fact that Callus is a robot. Yeah. And you figure that out um, after the first round, basically. And uh, like pieces of him so start like, breaking you're off. You're like, is he Vex? Like now his crit, crit is a critical uh, hit point is in his chest, much like the Vex. Yep. Um, like what's going on here? That type of thing. Um, and then he just kind of continually falls apart as the encounter goes on. Which is nuts. Yeah. And super, like, Terminator spooky, you know? Yeah, like, you know, his face, like, pops off and his eyes are just kind of there, yeah. you know? And, and he, like, talks creepy. to you more robotic-like, oh, yeah, you. you know? That's super cool. So you, you Very ki- good sound design. You kill him, and he says, basically, I'm paraphrasing, the uh, what you know about the speaker and the traveler is wrong. Um, and things aren't what you think. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't you do now? Do you think you're on the right side? Yeah, uh, which people have been mumbling that kind of junk since Destiny One, and nothing's ever come of it. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> then we. Go I've down, never trusted the speaker. We go down. Well, he's dead now, so that's, he, you know, very true. Doesn't matter. Spoilers for Destiny Two. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, well, if you're at the raid, Chris, know, you've right? already experienced yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so then you uh, you drop down into the treasure room. And you see a ton of calluses. Yeah, that was my biggest surprise. Was like because like in previous raids, you kill the boss. That's, that's the end of the. That's boss. about it. Like you can go in every week and do it, but it's like. But and it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really narrowly. make sense because. But like, neither did running daily missions over and over again. True. True. Um, but like this time, like there are there are hundreds of calluses kind of hanging in racks, like you yeah. know, robot like assembly lines type stuff. Yeah. And so it it kind of takes this. Uh, kind of like meta approach to to the raid where it's like okay every single week we're killing a different callous robot right and and so like how many times do we have to do this or like whatever and that's why you get rewards every time and stuff yeah. so it's really uh it's a very kind of a cool reveal like i yeah because like him being a robot i was like oh man that's crazy he's a robot i wonder if the uh the other uh people knew that like the people that follow his lead like yeah. knew that and then you find out that not only did they know that, but they've created him, and like there's the, you know hundreds well, of him. Like so the you know he's the emperor, like the emperor, like Emperor Callus. This is just not the emperor. He's sent this ship to test you. Like this yeah. is a game, and so like that's where it enters into some speculation, where it's like okay, there's theories where um, there's some uh, supposedly on the. Uh, uh, what is what is the like veteran version of the raid this called this time? Oh, prestige, the prestige, yeah. So prestige raid um, gear has story little like pieces along with it, and one of them says something like, "Callus went to the uh, edge of the universe and um, saw something staring back at him." In much the same way that the the ghost says that sees something staring back at him through those little um, uh, taken orbs in, in the campaign levels, and so like the idea is like, okay. Callus has gone to the edge of the universe and seen the darkness, which could possibly be those ships that we saw at the end credit scene after after yeah. credit scene, and knows, man, this is coming. I can't defeat it on my own. I need to find someone strong enough to do that, and this is the test. That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a cool. That's a, that's a cool thing if that ends up happening in like yeah. DLC or, an, or even the crazy next game. Think you know? about like teaming up with with. Uh, what is this race? The Cabal. The Cabal. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, or c- coming in in one of those, like, drop orbs or something. That'd be crazy. Dude, I mean, like, I, I love the idea of, like, 
I liked the idea of this this boss just in general, like the Leviathan kind of thing, where it's like, oh, this is a world eater uh, yeah. machine, you know, a ship. And I like the idea of like that it's a game that it's it's all about oh, beat these challenges that I have for you. And like, yeah. there's this kind of like um, methodical way of 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 dealing with this raid where it's like there's enemies in there that if you run past them they don't even they don't even shoot you yeah um because they're like oh they kind of want you to go and compete in this thing yeah and so the idea that you're being tested so that you can challenge like a a boss further on down the line right like that's cool like and let alone if it's the the people that we saw at the end cutscene of the campaign right like that's even cooler like there's also like these theories that like Callus is controlling or like he has groups of fallen that are loyal to him. Um, I, I feel forget what it is, but it's like these banners that are flying um, are basically like fallen judge, house judgment banners, and like house judgment doesn't really exist anymore. It's right. like they're basically like following Callus or something. I, it was like convoluted. Kind of, all this stuff's on like Reddit for people who like have read all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm super interested. Like what I what I love is. Um, they made it fit afterwards, but like the first raid in Destiny One, Atheon, like didn't really. I'm like, what is this? This is completely separate from the storyline. Doesn't right. make any sense. Later on, they incorporated the Vault of Glass and like what it meant into the storyline with like House of Wolves, um, and then Taken King. Yeah, honestly, the Vault of Glass is some of the coolest lore. Like and for it's, sure, and it spawned like it just wasn't in the beginning, right? And it's like and it just didn't have any explanation. Yeah, either. Um, and then Crota made like started making more sense. Okay, okay, like they they were talking about him in the story. I see why he's shown up here. And then um, Oryx, you know, with, with the uh, the Taken, Taken King, King yeah. and King's Fall raid, um, that, like, wrapped up all of that storyline lore. And I loved that. You know, like, that was yeah. probably my favorite piece of storytelling. And probably still is. I think this is second to that. Wrath of the Machine, I still, like, this one of my least favorite raids, man. Um, and, like, the storyline surrounding it was just kind of like, I don't really get it. I mean, it's kind of cool. Still, I still don't get it. I agree. It, it was it was really like that. I, I get that one less. That I don't get. I don't understand the storyline in that. It almost felt like it was like a side story to everything else that you were doing. Like it didn't have. It had very little to do with the uh, any of the story missions that were in that. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't feel like it had like what was the impact it had on the universe? You know, like right. I mean, and then you also don't really as you're doing it understand where you're at. Like yeah. once somebody told me where I was at, I was like, oh, where were we? We were inside of uh, the War Mind. Like that entire raid takes place of you going into uh, the War Mind. Like that's where that final encounter all these, is. These bad guys in there because they broke in to steal the uh, the War Mind. That's ridiculous. I know. I mean, so that's why I say it's like a side mission. It's like almost <laughs> like a complete side story. Like it's yeah. like we went into Mirkwood here or whatever, you know, and, <laughs> and we're um, we got lost. We're dealing with Tom Bombadil all of a sudden here. Right. Um, but like it's 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 kind of a self contained thing. And I was like, well, that didn't have much to do with anything that we were doing. Yeah. Um, and it's cool, I guess, but they don't explain any of the cool parts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm hoping... What was the train? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Still don't know. All right. Why are all those high flying ships around in there? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, I really hope that this, like the lore of this, actually ends up meaning something. You I feel know, like it, it'll pay off. I, I mean, and I, I, I do too. That's what I like about it. I love, like, everything, you know, in Destiny 2 so far, like, it seems like we're leading somewhere. It seems like it means something. And even if, like, you know, there are some things that I hope are just references. Like, I, I was uh, scanning some things the other day on IO, I think. Um, it was in one of the adventures. 
and they were talking about Siva, and I'm like, ah, we're bringing Siva back. Like, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. weird. Um, so anyway, like, there's some things I'm hoping, like, I hope that's just a reference, and then there's other things I'm like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I want to know more. You know, yeah, yeah. and I think. I think with me, specifically with the raid, like we haven't ever tied the raid directly into some of the lore, and I, I hope that that happens. Like I hope that you, the people who have what gone through the raid, like with the whole like, oh, this is a robot and you're being challenged, like I hope that that oh, yeah. pays off like in a big way right. later on. Because it, if you haven't gone through the raid, like it incentivizes people even more right. to go do the raid well, to experience now that. Now that you're, you're, you're telling me about Wrath of the Machine, I hope like it, it makes me think – like so, the next uh, DLC is supposed to be something about Osiris and right. possibly about the war mine. And there was all that. Um, yeah, the symbols are Osiris' symbol, and then the next pack after that was the war mine symbol. Oh, okay. But, well, so like, but, was, but there was something I don't remember. Aaron Wright was telling me about. Um, there was something inside one of the missions. There's that one mission where you go like turn on the war mine and put it, to connect it back to the yep the uh, the network, and you your ghost. Sorry. I, it makes no sense that these characters don't talk in this campaign, by the way. I know. Um, your, Still doesn't. Your ghost um, asks Ikora, um, what, is this, what war mind is this or something like that? And she says there's only one war mind. Which, so like, the theory apparently is that like either Ikora was mistaken and like there – I mean because we know there were more than one war mind. Like – uh, I forget what I think. Uh, there's Rasputin. There's Rasputin. There's like something. It's like Cleo or something. Cleopatra or something. I don't remember. But there's another one that's on Mars apparently, and that's where like pieces that people have like gotten about like what the DLC is about references that that war mine. Interesting. And like so, it's like why is Ikora saying that there's only one? You know, like does she it, just not know about the others or it could have been because they I shut think, down the others for a reason, right? Yeah, like there's only one more that's Did active Rasputin right now. Take them all over. That's what I was thinking. Probably was the case. Like yeah. that Rasputin was like Rasputin's just trapped right now on right. on Earth. He's just like right is on yes. Earth. Yes. Yeah, and and he's not specifically to because of the else. Siva thing. You know, that's that because yeah. you're in Rasputin in that raid yeah, in yeah. the Wrath of the Machine raid. So, like, I mean, maybe, maybe like, this stuff will tie back into Wrath of the Machine. Maybe that's what the SIVA references are from. Like, who knows? Like, that, and, and I, I love the, just this web of, like, well, there's just all this stuff. Yeah. I think this is a better way of doing it than Grimoire cards. Oh, dude. I <laughs> mean. like, they're, they're replacing Grimoire cards. Is there a worse way to do it than Grimoire <laughs> cards? Know. Like, I just don't know if there's, like, Grimoire cards were so bad. I don't know if there is a, is a worse way to do it. Yeah. So anyway, all that being said, I really like this raid. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the prestige version because they're supposedly like whenever they were like you know talking about all these like prestige uh, weapons and gear. One thing that's been missing from this raid is gear that has uh, raid specific perks. Where like you know if you if you pulled one of the um, like chess pieces from. Uh, what is it? The uh, Dark Below um, raid. It would be like this gives you like increased like speed in the abyss. Yep. Or you know something that would help you like this help. This gives you increased damage against oracles in uh, Vault of Glass. Yep. Um, so basically, you're you're uh, rewarded for using raid gear in the raid. Right. That doesn't exist right now in Destiny Two. Like these these. Weapons and gear, they just have, like, normal perks on them. Despite the fact that my uh, scout rifle, the fully auto scout rifle, really helps in the gauntlet. Well, and that's the outside. thing. Yeah, like, they, like, it's, and it's, it's just, like, these are, 
I don't know which one I like better. I kind of like this better, where it's like, well, this is actually just like one of the best versions of a scout rifle, or this is one of the best rocket launchers in the game. Yeah, I'm glad. Like that's sh- yes, that should be locked away in the raid. Like yeah. you should have to like, you know, get through an elite level experience in order to get this gear. Yeah. Um. I th- I hope with the prestige weapons and gear that those will introduce additional perks that then give you. You know, that could be really um, maybe cool. more speed in the gauntlet, yeah. or um, you are quieter around the dogs, that could be or cool. you know, like whatever. Yeah, gives you more more of a buff against the water in the baths. I mean, that could be really cool, and that could really define like what what specific roles like depends on. Oh man, I have this piece of gear, then you're doing this role. You know that sort of thing. I yeah. think that could be really fun. Um, it gives I also me a reason think, to collect him. I also think like when this specific raid, like you don't you can't carry anyone. No. Through this raid. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. Like, like I, that's. I just realized that that like uh, there was other raids. Oh, you know, we'll get you through the vault of glass. We'll carry you through, or yeah. we'll carry you through Crota, or wh- whatever it is. And it's like in this raid, like everybody has a job to do, and if you don't do your job, then yeah. you know you kind of are are pulling well, down like your there's, team. There's certain encounters that like you just can't like gauntlet. You cannot. You can't do that with any less than six people, as far as I can tell. Like no. I'm sure somebody will maybe figure it out, but like. You can't. You definitely can't one man it or two man it. No. Um, and then you think about that final encounter, like where you know you have the people going into inside. It's like everybody inside has to pull their weight, otherwise it's over. Yeah. Um. And everybody on the outside, like, you have to pull their weight, otherwise it's over. You know. And it's like you can be better suited for one or the other sometimes, depending on your gear. But it's like everybody still has a job to do. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that helps the rest of the team. Like it's it's all you're always feeling this this uh, camaraderie of uh, of of the raid. So. I think there's criticism, you know, for it being so mechanic heavy, but it it does make sense, you know, in terms of like the fact that it, it's a game. You know, like games are mechanic heavy, and uh, like the entire thing is built around that. Well, and you think about like the cabal, that enemy specifically, and so many of them are bullet sponges. Yeah, yeah. that you. I'm so happy that we are still have, callous. Yeah, we all, but we. But there's mechanics surrounding it, so it makes right. sense. It's more like King's Fall, you know, where it's like, uh, Oryx is a bullet sponge. Yeah. But I mean, but like, like but it way. makes sense, like how that all works out, yeah. you know, where, and, and so the, uh, the bullet sponginess, like they've combated that and essentially t- turned that on its head to where it's like, you take the, the cabal, which one of the reasons that I didn't like them in the first game was because they were such bullet sponges. Yeah. And so you've taken that and turned it into like a mechanic driven thing. Yeah. And I think that is a cool, cool idea. Yeah. The closest thing you got to it in, in destiny one was like, were they, were they brothers? The one that like could could like boost up and fly basically and the other yes. one who like was a tank and walked in and yes so, sort of, so like that was and you had to con- uh or they kill the shield brothers is that what shield they were called brothers or something yeah. Like that, yeah they had a both like you had to kill them both like super close to each other or else they recharged each other's health or shields or whatever yeah and like and you had to like you'd get super close to one of them and yeah. then you had to get the other one essentially from far away yep, or whatever yep, you had he to break was, through his shield yeah so that's like that was uh that was a fun one too yeah and so like and that was like a step in this direction like it wasn't all the way. That still got frustrating because they like were so bullet spongy. Unless until we had like a ton of uh, damage, like a ton, like our light level was so high that it didn't yeah. matter anymore. Right. Um. This like the mechanics like they make sense. I'm not saying I want every raid to be like this, no. but like 
I I'm I love it. I like it a lot. The comment was also made while we were in it that it's it's nice that this is like all the other raids are super dark and very like True. broody yeah, or I whatever. Got to up my brightness on the the dark below. Yeah, so and this one's li- literally a celebration. It's yeah. like come in here and run the gauntlet and come in here there's and fireworks. do this thing. You know, it's all, yeah. yeah. It's like there's there's lots of like it's it's uh it's it's bright and colorful and really like. Almost feels like a, a weird festival, you know. Yeah, it's I mean, like, and it come do this challenge with me, you know, and that sort of thing is it, the attitude that the the main boss takes. It doesn't look like anything else in the rest of the game either, like, right? I feel like you know, like in Destiny, I didn't expect it in Destiny One, like you know, Dark Below. I mean, those you could have run in any of those environments during the missions. I think Vault of Glass was the only one that didn't look like it. Yeah, um, and it was it, we we probably saw that, but not in the glass. King's Fall was just inside the. Whatever that was, the dreadnought, right? And then, um, what's what am I missing? Just oh, Wrath of the Machine was inside Rasputin. Like, yeah, Rasputin. I think there was a couple times where it's like, man, this is a huge, like, like you know, you just kind of feel the scale of it. But right, um, this is just completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's so bright, dude. Yeah, like you walk in there, it's it's a gold. So we're rank the uh, your your. What's your ranking for all the raids? I like this one best, I think. Uh, this, well, is, this, this is number one? So I think this is probably number two behind Vault of Glass. Specifically mm. because Vault of Glass, like, it's just a fun one. And yeah. uh, and it's the first one that I kind of had that experience with where it's like, oh, man, everybody, you know, take out the Oracle, do all this yeah. stuff. Like, the chaos of it, like, it has more, more chaos um, while you're doing it. And so, like, there's more ways for it to fall apart and then to save it. Yeah. Whereas this one... It's kind of like you. I don't know if you can save much of anything in this one. Like once it starts falling apart, like it's it's like not somebody you can't five. Yeah. Like you said, five person. It like you can't. The only can't thing go it was on Callus, we kind of saved some things a couple times. I think yeah. Even on that last round, somebody went down in the shadow realm. Um, yeah, that and was then, me. And then you popped back out, and they they did, they just got enough um, enough skulls that it didn't it didn't matter right it was late point. it was late in the uh yeah. in the thing and it just kind of happened so yeah i mean like there i guess you're right you can save a few times so you'd in this but football the glass number one this number two definitely what's number like uh number one? three is the uh taken king mm. uh the, that one the king's fall yeah um and number four, I mean, this is like, I, I like probably Crota is number four. And then yeah. number five would be the Wrath of the Machine. I mean, I like Wrath yeah. of the Machine. It's short. It's like, it's got some cool moments. There's nothing quite like um, that, the war machine or whatever that you you jump onto and yeah. like that whole thing. Like, that's a cool moment. Um, but that's all kind of it is on that one is like, it's just a moment. You know, yeah. it's not like it's, uh, it doesn't define that raid for me there's a lot of weird stuff in that raid that i didn't like too much yeah. so it's probably at the bottom uh yeah like i think the only thing that really changes for me are like the i swap vault of glass and taking king i think taking king is my favorite yeah then this raid uh vault of glass then uh crota and then definitely wrath of the machine yeah like wrath of the machine is the worst you've heard it here it is the worst objectively the worst raid yep um and I know, like I like I say this with a disclaimer, like putting uh, King's Fall first. Um, what didn't I, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. King's Fall first. Uh, I didn't play King's Fall when it first came out. It was kind of broken. I heard it was kind of broken and just really hard. Like we ended up like the first time we played it, we five manned it. Yeah, like we were completely over light level. <laughs> we were way overpowered. You know, for that for that raid, yeah. and so that raid, like for me, did come down to the mechanics. Like yeah. it was like. 
you do this and then you do this, you know, you're swapping, you know, with the, I forget what, what section that was called. Like when you're swapping plates, you're running to the middle with the power and unloading it and then you run back, you know, into the rooms. Like that's awesome. Um, you're killing this ogre thing. You basically got to run around. I love doing that with the challenges. Yep. Get all, challenge all nine of the bombs or however many bombs there were yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Super so like, cool. I loved the mechanics of that, but you were also shooting a lot of things. I think it was a great combination. And then like this one, like, you have all the mechanics, not a lot of shooting, but I like, I honestly like, I kind of lean more to, I like the mechanics and puzzly side of things yeah. more than I like, man, to shoot the stuff and maybe it might not glitch out on you. What <laughs> destiny is for me you know? is that is the, the communication yeah. like is, is that. And so like the groups that, that I like to run with are, are very, you know, communication well, that's what I liked heavy about vault of glass. That's why it's third is that like, you know, the final fight with Atheon where you're, you know, like, you're splitting up. Some of you are staying outside. You have to tell the them where you're at. Yeah, you gotta like let you know, like let them know. Hey, like shoot this oracle. Like I need, I need cleansed. You know, just the the constant communication. Whereas, and then what's what else? I Crota. love the idea in that raid that like literally it sends you into a locked room and the people on the outside have to unlock it. For yeah, you, basically. I know. You know, it's like yeah. that's so like it's so cool. Crota, um, like I think honestly the the only part I really like about that raid is the abyss. I, and I realized that that was frustrating for a lot of people, but as a hunter that could go invisible uh, and stay invisible, basically, I freaking loved it. It's funny. I, I also liked the uh, the moment right before the final encounter, like where you have to wipe out all of those enemies and then go and take out the Death Singer before like the time runs up and yeah. stuff. So. Um, and then, uh, what are we saying? Wrath of the Machine is just garbage. I mean, there were moments of that that I liked, but like it was, there's a even at the end there, <laughs> I don't like any of it. there was so many... Like too many glitches. At the the end battle is awful. Yep. I like the the only I'll tell you the the thing yeah like that I that I I think liked the most was you walk down and you, like see this big war mind kind of like opening and it's all red and crazy. I love jumping on the train uh like the big the big mechanical thing and it runs through that like bridge and then runs yeah. off the cliff and you jump I mean, off of it. That, and, yeah, jumping off of it after you beat that section is cool. Yeah. Like I hate piecing the freaking engine parts together. Like, yeah. Who who didn't put this together? <laughs> Like, well, the engine pieces, don't they fall off of it or something like that? I, I don't know. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like what engine just falls apart and pops pieces yeah. out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the siege engine is really funny. Though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a weird one. Um, and then, uh, like what else is in there? Oh, the floating, the floating hive things are kind of cool. Like the jumping puzzle. Cause again, it's mechanics. It's a puzzle. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> but that, I mean, doesn't make up for the rest of it. Right. There's just way too many glitches. What's the first encounter in that? Oh, the first encounter is... Oh, you're throwing uh, the bombs or whatever? Yeah, that one's a cool one. Yeah, that one's fine. That's fine. And you, it's, it's so more, easy, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, you get through it in two seconds. Well, there's the one that you have to go into the safe rooms. I think the idea of having safe rooms is, is a cool yeah, idea. Yeah, that one feels too bullet spongy for me. Like Agreed. The safe, yeah, the safe room is cool, but you're just like shooting this huge bullet sponge most of the time. Yep. Um, throwing the bombs at it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know about this. Whatever. So, yeah. It's just a weird raid, but yeah, this raid specifically Leviathan, super yeah. fun, man, super fun. So like, I don't instead of giving it a score, I feel like like just rating them in relation to the other ones. Is yeah, I agree, enough. and I think this is one that if you have Destiny two and you don't experience this, you are missing out. Yeah, for sure. Like, like you gotta do this. It's easy enough that like you can catch on. Like this isn't so hard, you know. Like again, like back to Destiny one, it's hard to like talk about this without you know comparing it. But there were just like some things that were just way too hard. Yeah, you know. Like, well, you would pull people through because it was too hard to figure out or too hard to do for some yeah. players. Yeah. And that's not a knock on those players. It's just like, this was, these were really hard. 
Yeah, and it's and and uh, a lot of times like it's the impatience of the group that you're with or whatever, where it's like they're not necessarily willing to explain it. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like because of the way that it works out, you have to explain it. Everybody right. has to do the thing. And if my encouragement is like, if anybody hasn't done a raid in Destiny and and wants to do this raid, and you have a bad experience with the first group, try it again with a different group because yeah. like it, like it's all about like that communication. It's all about being able to like not lose your cool with the team that you're with, and so. It, it like it can change like the experience you have could v- be vastly different if you're with a bad group or with your or with a group of people yeah. that you don't really like. Well, and honestly, this is a good entry point to raids. Yeah, like uh, that first uh, first time we went through, or second time we went through, where we just did the uh, the dogs and the gauntlet. Like our sixth person um, had never done any raids before, yeah. you know, and like he had a blast. And it's Super like fun. There's there's no reason to not to try this out. Yeah. Agreed. All right. This has been a long episode. I don't even know what time it is. Pretty late, bro. What time is it? It's almost midnight. Gosh. Yeah. Rats. All right. So uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com. <laughs> like the rats. On, on Twitter at chrisright250. <laughs> rats. It's like you had like a goal time in mind and you just barely missed it. You know, it's not like we missed it by a lot. We were I just mean, like, just, this oh. is the thing. I mean, if we could have gotten done by 1130, then I could actually be home by midnight. Oh. That's kind of what I was thinking, you so know. So you don't get home on Friday morning? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I'm going to go to bed by like 1.30 to... Uh, exactly. That's where I'm at, too. Rats. I <laughs> know. that Rats is the right word. You're right. <laughs> I, I'll give it a, a, a rats as well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. <laughs> and John Wright 777 And at St. Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us and how much we love to talk about Destiny. If they don't like Destiny, then don't tell them any of that. Tell them that we have an hour-long podcast before we talk about Destiny. Yeah. That's what you can tell them if they yep. don't like Destiny. Yep. And then we'll stop talking about it. That's right. Until the next thing comes out. Until the next thing comes out. I feel like January, like we, we should table most Destiny discussion until January. There, no, there's an expansion that comes out in December, John. In December? I thought it was January. No, no, no. Oh, man. House of Wolves came out in December, remember? House of Wolves. The next, oh. the next DLC, first DLC drop comes first out First DLC December. was uh, Crota. Sorry, Dark Below. Yeah, Sorry. that's right. That's, that's what right. I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Okay. That came out in December. Oh man. We have a we have a DLC drop in December. Blows my mind, Chris. So we just won't talk about it for the month, the rest of Righttober. That's right. Or November. Yep. I like it. Faction rallies. You forgot to talk about that. Well. I don't really care about that. No. It's fine. They're just doing things. <laughs> there's always stuff going on. Always with stuff going on. Just just realize yep. there's always stuff going on. Just with like Destiny. as a in the as a baseline in the back of my mind. I'm playing Destiny. That's right. Destiny's there. Destiny's always there. We'll say, well, like we can say that we've been playing it. Yeah, we just won't talk about it. We just it won't in depth. go go in depth. Get super nerdy, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Because we get super nerdy in some of these talks. I know. Well, that's why we gave a disclaimer. That's right. I like it. I mean, I like getting nerdy with it. Mm-hmm. It's good. That's it for this week. <laughs> this is such a weird outro. We're, we're going to talk about uh, Blade Runner for real next week. Twenty forty-nine. I, I promise. For real, I, 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 I was super bummed out the fact I that I, like I went last night to go see like the original. I know with the purposes of like okay tomorrow night I'll see the new one and yeah. it will make sense in my mind. Yeah, and now I'm just like crap. Gotta rats, wait. gotta rats, gotta wait a wait a week. Yeah, rats. We'll see you next time on <laughs> Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.